Behind the Schemes with Threes is live. We're just pawns in their in their silly games. Every dipshit who has a podcast gets one. Of course it hurts. Of course it's fire. Of course it's pain. I'll blow a goat. Don't judge me. Fucking Clown World Hong Kong forever. This program contains mature subject matter. Including maladjusted youth, the masochistic hillbillies, and the excitement of the price is right. It may be deemed inappropriate for our younger viewers. Viewer discretion advised. I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. <laughs> this show is behind the shem shemas. Yes, it seems. I'll give you a choice. Either put on these glasses or start eating that trash can. Yeah, it's a nasty scheme. You maniacs! What is a man? What is BTS? When we are successful, we will be. We have a real chance of this. Your patience is wearing thin. Let's talk about this ministry machine. The way the ministry machine works is that you walk in the door, you're unassuming, you're not even suspecting anything, and then you get involved and you say, okay, I want to help because, you know, now you're turning your life around, you want to do good things. And as you're doing good things, you don't understand you're entering into the matrix or the machine. The way the machine works, it brings people in, it conditions them. It's like a plant where your mind, your will, and your emotions, which comprises of your soul. Once your soul gets in there, it is processed. And when your soul is processed, you begin to talk a certain way. You begin to act a certain way. And it's not so much the way the Bible says to do it, but it's the way the system, the way the machine runs. Because the machine has to kick out a product. And this product, what it does is it goes and it reproduces after its own kind. So it reproduces and it's more. And the machine just keeps going. And it doesn't stop day in and day out it's producing more souls harvesting more souls and it captivates your emotions and so your whole life becomes wrapped around this particular machine you don't even think for yourself anymore you are trained that if you don't think the way that the machine thinks now your thinking is off i did not say the word of god i said the way the machine thinks so then over time this machine never stops it's like the energizer bunny just keeps going and going and going and going but we all know that even god took one day off nothing is supposed to run 24 7 but this machine called ministry this ministry machine is constantly running one day you wake up and say wait a minute i've just given three four five six ten years of my life to this machine and I haven't grown I know what the machine says but what does the word of God say now you have become a product of the machine and after they have used you up after they have sucked the very life out of you that God wants you to have they spit you out and they say oh next and that's how it goes like an assembly line and then once they spit you out you go into that pile that pile, that pile that so many people of God wants to reach, that pile of dead souls 
the people that have been anointed and called of God, but they've been burned out because the ministry machine has to keep running. It has to keep generating that income so that it can continue to produce what it produces. Ultimately dead souls. Ultimately dead souls. to the machine this is episode 104 of behind the schemes for june 27 2022 and having your product right here i am booberry black knight of the mothman and all the way from way the hell over here on the bereft coast where <clears throat> y- y'all got any more of those machines that swallow you up and spit you out i could use one of those my name's lavish we're looking to get chewed up man <laughs> you know i just <laughs> You just got one spare. That'd be fine. You know? <sighs> Grind me up in those cogs, baby. Uh, I just want to try one out real quick. <laughs> Make my bone into meal. <laughs> bone meal. Grind That's what I'll call bones. the robot. Hey, bone meal. Hey, bone meal. What's going on, man? How you doing? Just got off work. You know what that means. I was at another human spine you got there in your grasp. Oh, well, gee golly. Oh, shucks. Bless oh, your shucks. spine. <laughs> Bless your spine. <laughs> how oh you doing what's 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 good what's good how you doing doing just fine uh it's uh still hot as hell and you know just just trying to find ways to stay cool how about yourself it was hot as hell last week i put in i i, I submitted the invoice today and from tuesday to saturday of last week i put in 72 hours at an outdoor festival with a bunch of uh, classic hard rock and con- modern country bands, backs, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, you've been outside this whole time. You've been working your ass off, hauling gear, standing out under the most rudimentary shelters possible, and, and providing your expertise to all these great bands. You've been giving joy to the people. Joy to the world. Oh, my God. <laughs> At great expense to your health, I might add. Poor L- Booberry. Let he's, me tell you. He's out in the sun all day. Uh, I was a I was a fried berry, fried berry. <laughs> uh, just to frame what sort of event this was, there was a guy walking around shirtless with a cowboy hat and his flag, uh, which also doubled as his cape, said "fuck Biden" and "fuck you for voting for him." <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot of that going around. I saw a, a popular little thing fleeting around all the social medias of basically. The same thing for Hillary Clinton. It's just like, if you didn't vote for Hillary Clinton, fuck you. You're part of the problem. Yeah, and, that, and there was some front of house guys complaining about it. I was like, obviously you haven't been on Twitter for the past six years. <laughs> yeah, this is what people do, man. Yeah, dude, it's just it's part of the game. Uh, it's tough to be neutral now, don't you think? It's tough to be just on the fence about any one of them. I don't care, unless you're busy. That's the only excuse you really have, is if you're working hard, you got kids or whatever, and it's just like, like, I don't got time to think about it. My life is much better if I don't think about it. But if you give one iota of effort to thinking about it, you have to pick a side. You're forced to, eventually. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and that's been a a topic of conversation here at the house uh, today. Uh, just with the recent happenings in the world and getting into deep philosophical political debate. And uh, basically, at the end of the day, it's just like, you know, people just got to do what they got to do. And you got to move where you got to move to do what you got to do. 
Yeah. You know? And you probably live in kind of a half-and-half half spot. It's very liberal. It's very conservative at the same time. It's, uh, you know, it's one of those situations where the closer you get to the cities, um, I mean, Obviously. it's it's classic textbook sort of breakup. I mean, this was country land that we were up. It was actually a racetrack, so there was drag racing and fucking drifting, and they were doing helicopter rides. I mean, this was kind of in the boonies to some degree. Drag shows, you say? Yeah. Hmm. The burning rubber, not the... Not the... Yeah, I get you. Yeah. Not burning rubbers. Yep. Uh, but it was cool. Uh ended up running lights, uh, which was a first since... Uh, well, 2020 was the last time I was pushing the go button. But all that stuff's queued up already. This is known as busking, where you run lights on the fly. You, you only have predetermined looks built into your lighting console. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's to match up with the music and all that, right? Yeah, and if you if it's a band like Warrant, where you know the music because you've listened to it for a long ass time, then it gets pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the other bands, I mean, the country acts, you just kind of got to feel it out, and uh, <laughs> it was fun. I mean, it's uh, it's something I hadn't, I hadn't done that since probably 2019. Mm-hmm. Back just, before they shut all the shows down. Well, back before I even did that last tour. Uh-huh. Where you're actually running the board. Uh, live, like uh, mixing Live. Yeah. Right, right. And on the tour, it was just, you know, stepping through all the cues and hitting the one button, you know? Mm-hmm. For you the, can't for the show, book for that. I mean, for the music, you, if you want to do that sort of thing live, you basically have to be a musician yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to have, like, great rhythm, and you have to know the songs, and you have to... It's only, for, to do that job, you'd almost have to, you probably have to rehearse with the band. Oh, yeah. Do it correctly. Actually, one of the bands that uh, was headlining, they had just left rehearsals. I mean, within the past couple of days, they came from Nashville to start this short leg of the tour before they took their big production. I think there was five trucks total or something, and they didn't end up using them all because we're on a, the technical name of the stage is a stage line 320, so it's a stage that folds up into a semi-trailer and then it can drive mm-hmm. off nice portable stage yeah it's it's really cool i mean it just gets dropped in the middle of the field and they had a bunch of uh decking and frames to build out wings and everything gets uh wind covers and rain covers and whatnot yeah it's got rigging yep. points up in the ceiling so we had three electrics uh uh two different types of spotlights on the said trusses and then a bunch of um just like wash lights and general coverage. It's a lot of weight for a chassis like that to be taken. How many, how many tires does this thing have? Well, everything gets lifted. All the tires get lifted off the ground. Oh, um, they just set it on the ground. Okay. Yeah. That makes more sense. It's but just, uh, literally left it on the tires or something. We could, um, jump into the tarot card and while yes. we're doing that, I'll find a picture of the stage line and, uh, drop it in the chat so you can check it out. Sure enough, but tonight's uh, tarot card draw, if you don't mind me going for it. Hit it. Is the reversed four of wands. Four of wands. Which we've definitely had before. Yes. Uh, four for me is is generally, and I might be, you know, dramatic in this thinking, but four is generally a, a bad luck number or a, a bad tidings number. 
Uh, generally, when a four is involved, it's uh, a corruption or a, an incomplete uh, cycle. Like three and nine and derivatives of th- three, six, and nine are generally like cycles completed. Ten can be that way. Five usually is not. Two means a decision. And four, to me, usually means a, an incomplete cycle. But really, it shouldn't because there are four seasons and four gospels, etc. Four really is actually a, it falls into the secular pattern. And upright, this card, of and the wands, of course, means motivation. It means um, fabrication or intention. If you're trying to create something, a lot of the time, the way that we use the word magic, uh, magic can be applied to some very common things that we take for granted, such as if you wake up in the morning and you want something done, whether it be a chore or, or just some kind of goal, and you set your mind to it and you accomplish that goal, I mean, that's, in, in its own way, a form of magic. And, and wands kind of represents just the very human ways that we can uh, shape our worlds and create. And upright, four of wands means celebration, means joy, harmony, relaxation, homecoming. Uh, it's uh, this card that you drew. What, what, what uh, It's from the Line Strider deck, is it not? That is correct. Classic so, watercolored art. Beautiful watercolor. It's on a white background, and it looks like two hares or rabbits that are like, I don't know, I guess they're not 69ing each other, but they are bent in a way that, that the both of them like combine into a circle, and then their heads are touching, and it's a, it's like a very like springtime friendly sort of image. Doesn't Doesn't show one ounce of naughtiness or, or demise, you know, like some of the other cards do. Um, but this one is reversed. So this one reversed tends to have the same sort of connotation that like a, um, a six of wands would be reversed where upright, it's a public victory and reversed. It's a private victory. So for this, that's really very much the six of wands, the four of wands being a celebration or a harmony, or a personal victory. The reversed can also mean just very private, very inner sort of celebration um, that that is just for you. Uh, but it, it could also mean the reverse. It could mean a conflict, or it could mean a, even a transition. Maybe as always tension or disagreement. A tension, a disagreement, uh, an obstacle that's on the path to the upright meaning of celebration and joy. And yeah, usually it has two happy people dancing and celebrating with flowers. It's very nice. And the springtime sort of thing, it brings a a, a level of, uh, you know, growth. And springtime means growth and beginnings. And then the the circle could be like the infinite sign that's on the the card that we had last week. The card uh the card that's in the magician and it's in the strength card and all that. What is that? Hmm. This is strange. I, I was looking over the notes for uh, tarox.net, which is my usual go-to, and uh, this link is completely borked. The art and title say Four of Wands, but the descriptor is for the Three of Wands. Hmm. What? Why? That's strange. How could you fuck that up so hard? <laughs> hmm. Unforgivable. 
unconceivable. Uh, excuse me, inconceivable. Unbelievable. I can't believe it's not butter. But it is the Four of Wands. And you can check that out if you want to check that out. It's a nice card. We read a tarot card every single night that we do the show. Tends to set the pace. Tends to, uh, you know, set yeah. the flow for everything that's going yeah, on. Yeah, provides a frame of some capacity, whether intentional or unintentional. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Cards read what they read. Yeah. <laughs> they got to read. They got to do what they got to do. That's it. Uh, if you would like to see that card, it's posted up at the top of our show notes over at zososcorner.substack.com, Z-O-S-O-S corner.substack. Uh, feel free to, uh, sign up for a free email. Then the show notes for each week will be sent directly to your email. And it's a super fun way to check out some fun artwork that gets sent in. We got tons of clips, tons of music, tons of images, tons of blood i mean there's there's not a whole lot that there's not a ton of if that makes any sense mm-hmm. yes excessive and if you really want to throw down and have a good time you can head over to irc.zeronode.net check out hashtag green room hang out it's a live chat room uh lots of cool folks in there we got the amazing gal bot who will drop boostergrams in the chat for you she'll draw tarot cards for you she'll roll dice for you she can flip the eight ball there's not anything she can't do she's really really beautiful yes utterly phenomenal as they say do a lot of different she'll uh she'll tell you who famous people are she'll define words for you It, it goes on and on what this bot can do and, and this party happens every Monday night, uh, 7.30, 9.30, 10.30 Eastern, respectively, over at badradio.com. Excuse me, badradio.live. What am I thinking? You and, fool. I, you fool. Fly, you fool. <laughs> and we're also on at 12.30 p.m. afternoon time Tuesdays in East Australia, we found out earlier today. Yeah, shout out to Blowtorch. Hell yeah. Uh, to blowtorch it's currently about lunchtime over there in australia and it's also tomorrow <laughs> time traveling welcome to earth yeah you know what we say here on earth love dicks that's right <laughs> all the time all the time literally and uh, what else do we... Oh, this is a value-for-value value production, meaning we don't take any corporate sponsorships or advertisers or any of that other silly-type stuff. Instead, you can either head over to our website, BehindTheSchemes.com, SCH3M3S, or, even better yet, go and do yourself right. Head over, check out a nude podcast apps at NudePodcastApps.com, and soon the ability... To see chapters scroll by, to read through the transcripts, to check out the motherfucking clips that we make at the end of the night once we go to post this son of a bitch. I mean, mm-hmm. shit, you can send boostograms and you're asking, what the fuck is a boostogram? Well, a boostogram is your ability to send micropayments of bitcoins, one one hundred millionth of a bitcoin at a time, in the form of a Satoshi, to a show. It's direct from... You, or if you, I suppose if you're going through one of the other apps and you don't hold your own keys or wallet, uh, there is a middleman, but that doesn't sound as romantic. So I, anyways, go check out one of those that you can do some value streaming, fill up a wallet, 
send a booster gram to your favorite show. Uh, we have a new sound effect for tonight. A new boostergram sound. Pretty excited about this one. And uh, Beautifully stated, by the way. Well, thank nice you. description of what a boostergram is. And also, a nice reminder to people, if you listen to podcasts on, on the big stuff, your Spootifies and your, uh, your Apples and whatever, you're really missing a lot of stuff. Yeah. And you, if you if you're into this sort of thing, if you're into podcasts, if you're into listening to radio through the internet, mm-hmm. uh, as Mark Cuban said, then you really owe it to yourself to get a, a different app. They're not hard to find. They're not difficult to, to get. And you get access to just so much more, so much more material. And uh, if your if your show is worth its salt, then it, it should play into that. It should it should accept its role. This is the future, baby. Mm. Have we learned nothing, my gay brothers? Have we learned nothing? The answer is is yes. Yes, we've learned something. Yes, <laughs> that's what we've learned. Oh my goodness! Uh, so starting off with some boosted grams that came in after we posted last week, uh, we had ten eighty six from. I don't recognize this app icon servo. What is this? <laughs> Ooh. That's right. Woo woo. Whoop whoop. And that's uh, right. Servo said, tee hee. I think this is him joking or playing around with the uh, boost clit. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> tee hee. That's whoa, right. Whoa. Whoop whoop. That's right. That's right. Beautiful. And uh, boost clit. Oh my God. Goodness, Pitar. He, I'm gonna have to go out on a limb and say that Pitar is the new known boosting maniac. For you out there that are unaware, Pitar came in with a stunning 8 million Satoshi boost. What? To podcasting 2.0 this past Friday. Oh, to, to podcasting 2.0, not to us. Correct. Well, what Pitar. Yeah, that was baller, dude. This. This pizza guy is big baller time. And he's our big baller for tonight with 50,000 sats. Whoa. 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 Pizar. I know. Whoa. I know. God damn, boy. I don't, I don't have like a, I don't have like a, uh, a big baller boost, but. This is the closest I can hit you. Money, money, making money, making money, making money, making money, making money. <laughs> wow, man, that is <laughs> very, very charitable and very sane of you. Yes, and, uh, thank you very much, Peter. And he very said, uh, he said, yo, 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 yo. Well, thank you again, Pitar. Uh, we have a new... Thank you, sir. Man, we gotta... I, get, I don't know. I'm gonna think of something fun to do for him. We gotta <laughs> figure it out. Uh, we got uh, 2626 from a new face, a brand new Freak of Hazards. Oh, I love those motherfuckers. It was uh, 2626 sats through Karyocaster from Chimp Da Gimp. Chimp Da Gimp. Chimp Da Gimp. Excellent name choice, sir. A gentleman. He said... Uh, if I, it is a gentleman. I, I put on my robe and wizard hat. <laughs> You're a hairy wizard. You're a hairy wizard. You're a hairy wizard. Hello there. Hello there. 
Uh, let's see. Next up was <laughs> from the boost clit servo with 3737 saying, I attack the darkness. Well, you might want to keep doing that. There was, the darkness. there was conversations about turning on the black lights in the green room and uh, yeah, yeah. Nick the Rat was licking the walls and informed us that they taste like jizz berries. Ooh, mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you, you have that on hand, by the way, the black light? Do I have the black light on hand? It's fucking built into the wall. What do you mean do I have the black light on hand? It's, it's I just wanted to see if... Oh. oh. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, gross! Oh, Ugh. oh my goodness. goodness! Oh my god! Oh my very, very cool! cool. <laughs> Turn that fucking thing off. <laughs> Sorry. But again, what did I even? Ask? It was my fault. I asked. I yeah, it was my fault. Welcome to your doom. Ugh. Ugh. Mm. And it just gets worse. I feel like the last time we did that, it wasn't that bad. It just keeps getting worse. We've had a lot of Buskoskis come through. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, that's true. Mm. And a lot of goats being killed, too. I figured oh, the goat dude. blood would cover some of it up. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Nanette, it is like leopard skin. <laughs> yeah, leopard skin you can see from space. Goodness gracious. Uh, coming in next with 8888 sets from Carolyn Blaney of Hog Story Hell of Fame. Uh, both her and Servo were boosted in the live tag as, long, uh, as well as Chimp the Gimp. And Carolyn mm. said, Booberry, can we talk about the moving art and curio caster right now? It's amazing. And your outfit, gorgeous. Lavish. Make oh, sure yeah. the birds are not getting at those tomatoes. Sprinkle some chili flakes. Break a leg. <laughs> I'm just going to dump everything on my garden and hope it scares away people and things. <laughs> you can Thank dump you, some blinds. goat blood in there. Yeah, I could. I could scrape some off the floor. And I've uh, been told everything from chili flakes to human hair. I should use my own hair. <laughs> uh, there's been a lot own, of different things. Your own pubic hair. Start collecting <laughs> that shit. They didn't tell me it had to be hair from my head. <laughs> that is true. And, uh... <laughs> Uh, the, the show art for tonight features a goat being sacrificed and the tagline says, that's a real wet goat. And that art is courtesy of John Fletcher. He sent that video in last week and the little BTS treatment on it. Little BTS treatment on it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, uh, well, thank you, Carolyn. And we're going to move on to the next boost, which came in from Bully Steed. Thank you, Carolyn. Uh, thank you, Carolyn. Carolyn. Great job, Dylan. <laughs> Carolyn. Carolyn. Wow, great job. Great job. John, fantastic. <laughs> Bully Steed, since in 3333. 33, 33? Yep. Boule, boule. From Fountain, she said, my peeps. My peeps. My peeps. Put them in the microwave. Mmm, torture the... Fu- Never mind. I take that back. <laughs> nah, nah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to get that serious so fast. We'll get there. Yes. Well, thank you, Bully Steed. And then thank you, Bully Steed. Dame Bully Steed. Dame Bully Steed. And next up was 1569 for Midas through the Fountain app. He said, nerds. Thanks, cool guy. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. And, uh, oh, my God, my shit froze. Well, I was going to play What's Up, Nerds, but guess What's not. What's up, nerds? What's up, nerds? What's up, nerds? 
Yeah, that's Midas of uh, Midas Pod. Goes uh, uh, Fun Fact Friday. His daughter Leela. You can check that out. That is true. He's been a guest on this show as well. He has been a guest on this show as well. He was here for, I think, our our holiday special last year. Mm. Thanksgiving special. And one of those. No, it was closer to Christmas. Christmas? Okay. Maybe it might have been a Christmas special. That's whoop, right. whoop. Ooh, boosty. Uh, we had a thousand sets through Curacaster. Someone's boosting a live tag, and that's anonymous. So thank you, Mr. Anon- or excuse me, Mrs. Anonymous. Mmm. Lady Anonymous. And then uh, we had 3333 from Bully Steed again, saying 3 p.m. boost of the behind the schemes on the side of the globe. Side of the globe. Side of the globe. It's Wizard of Oz, motherfucker. Coming all the way from the Beast Coast. The Beast Coast, yes. And then uh, our last one is Mr. Net Ned. Sir Net Ned. Sir Net Ned, of course. He's a knight. With the 33-33 sets, he's saying it's just quote-unquote donut glaze. (laughs) Well, there is a union coffee break written into the contract, so we'll go Mm -hmm. with that cover story. This is true. It's baked in. It's boilerplate, as they say. (laughs) Boilerplate. (laughs) (laughs) That's disgusting. Yeah, you like that. Shout out to Ned Ned. Man, we had such a great time in Nashville. Just such a such a treat, such a highlight. Yeah, and that's uh loveislit.com will still redirect you over to the Nashville meetup uh episode that we did. Mm-hmm. Yep, you can check it out there. He was uh he was a, a staple at our actual meetup um broadcast. And then he was on our actual episode that we did that night later with a whole multitude of fantastic guests. Mm-hmm. Episode 84, Fruit Earth, was the name of that one. That's correct. And we had a who's who of <laughs> N.A. folks. Uh, and uh, Ned Ned just gave me triple eight karma in the chat. So oh, shit. Got the triple eights. Thank you, sir. That's some good luck stuff right there. That is crazy. That would give me a little money in Vegas, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and of course, the last website that I would like you to check out is called liveislit.com. You can head over there and learn a little more about our Gematria boost. You can boost specific numbers and unlock hidden messages through Gal in the green room chat. It's super fun, super cool. The amounts are super low, so... Try yeah, it would cost ch- you pennies to do that. Yeah, so it's easy and fun. There's over a hundred and or there's about a hundred and fifty. It's not quite over a hundred and fifty. There's almost as many Gamatria boosts right now as there are in the first generation of Pokemon. <laughs> Which is a good comparison because you know that we're going to keep developing this idea, and within a couple of years or within a year, I would say there's probably going to be like three hundred, four hundred of these. <laughs> That you can participate in if you want. And we're going we're gonna to stand back and, and look and say... This is crack cocaine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. It's going to be crack. So, yeah, support public radio. Get into some value for value producing. It'll do you good. I'll give you a boner for a Bitcoin. Mega master double thick. Fucking clown world Hong Kong forever. The revolution will be lit.
Do a commercial. You're off the artistic roll call. Every word you say is suspect. You're a corporate whore. And uh, end of story. Put on your 3D glasses now. Hashtag Green Room. I do make a lot of goat sacrifices. You see, they're magic. Yeah, because we do a lot of goat sacrifices. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's uh, quite the mess. Quite the mess. Yeah, it's in a good way, though. Yes, and we do have a voicemail line or a screamail line. Feel free to call that up. It's the easiest way to produce this show, this production that you're listening to, 612-263-7999 or SXXY. Feel free to call up. Tell us what's on your mind. You got something you want to scream about? Well, you got to leave it, of course. And, uh, damn, mm-hmm. we're already loaded for tonight. We got a foot ton. Really? Yeah. Really? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. What? What? That's got to be a, a record. I know. This is wow. so exciting. That's awesome. Well, shit. Are they all from, well, hold on. I should ask. Are they all from the same person? Uh, Two of them, excuse me, two of them were sent by the same person. Yes. Yeah. Well, fuck it. That's great. That's perfect. Yeah, I know. The revolution wow. will be boost clitted. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Technology, you see? And uh, if you call us at that number, which so many other people generously did, but we can always use more, uh, I promise that we won't pick up, we won't put you on the spot, you know, you don't have to nervously, like, be on the air. It'll go straight to voicemail if you call us at 612-263-SEXY. 612-263-7999. And here's our first one for tonight. Hmm? Caller? Hello? Can you hear me? Caller, can you hear me? Caller, can you feel me? Feel me? Hello? 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 Voicemail me. (laughs) You're going to help, but otherwise it's pretty funny. So that was our first one. Well, we're off to a roar. Let's try the second one. Yes, indeed. Are we about to get mind fucked? It's only 45 minutes into the hour. Oh. This legitimately oh. might be one of the spookiest voicemails we've ever received. I don't We're know a western wind here. I don't know what's going on with that one, but it is very incredibly eerie. That sounded like Tombstone, Arizona in eighteen seventy one at noon. Yeah. You can you can practically taste the tumbleweed tumble by. Dango. It's gonna be some some bad stuff going down, some bad dudes rolling into town. Well, I just wanna go out on a limb. If I said that twice tonight already, I apologize, but I also want to apologize to any potential Manchurian candidates that that just activated. Oh, Jesus. You're right. <laughs> and There are uh, too many MKUltra people that listen to the show. We should really watch out for that sort of thing. 
yeah since since that last uh or the first uh scream out was a bust how about we do a a, a technical third one here mm, 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 mm. yes hello my future girlfriend this is what i sound like i am 11 years old in the sixth grade in new mexico please pm me if i'm on Yahoo chat bye Thanks for stopping by. Uh, <laughs> Coma, say what? <laughs> well, um, you know, study up for your tests and uh, hope you do well. Yes, do drugs. Don't, don't, booberry. Oh, shit, sorry. Uh, uh, study for your tests. Study for your tests. Do well in school. And I know it sucks. If you study high, you will pass high. <laughs> How's I mean, that for some fucking science? <laughs> when, if you get into college, do all the drugs you possibly can. But, uh, but, but whatever, you know, it doesn't, you know. This isn't medical advice. It never has been. Oh, also, caller, be sure to travel. There's a lot of world out there to see. It's, wouldn't you say that that's like the number one advice to the youth? To the mm-hmm. youth, yes. No matter how broke you are, make it work. Go somewhere. Go somewhere else other than your hometown. You owe it to yourself. You'll remember it for the rest of your life. It'll be a great time. This is true. Very, very true, caller. So best of luck to you. Best of luck to you, caller. Thanks for calling in. Six one two two six three seven nine nine nine. Are we perhaps ready to roll some dice for tonight? I believe we are. Do you have any rules in mind? Mm, I don't know. I was kind of feeling like maybe we could change it up some. Um, what How about the twelve-sided die? We never, we never that juggle that the one. Pentagon one. Oh yeah, it is. Well, I guess we have used it before. Yeah, but that is what it is. Let's do. Uh, I like the closest to six. Closest Close, to six. Closest, Very well. Closest to six will wrap us up tonight. Very well. Closest to six wraps us us. Oh, hold on. Let me make sure I have the right jingle. Uh, God damn it. I lost it. <laughs> I can't find Start it. jangling. I know. I can't find it anymore. Well, we can just roll anyway. Yeah. I don't know where I would put it at. All right. Rolling. Oh, I got a nine. Damn. Oh, wait, I rolled the wrong die. <laughs> nah, you fool. You fool. I got a one. <laughs> a one. Oh, well, I guess, yeah, nine's closer than one. Yes, so you will be closing off tonight, and I will I will be starting this party. Okay, let's do it. Yes, let's do it. I have double stuffed back-to-back mofo cult news for you tonight are you ready for this mofo cult news i believe so man i got two stories from three different parts of the country about cults and this first one is going to start off with a little fbi raid that happened to two georgia churches within this past week a church in Walterville in Liberty County was surrounded by FBI agents this morning. And WSAV's Joanne Merrigan has more on the surprise raid and what some people in the community are saying about it. 
The FBI confirms that agents out of its Atlanta bureau raided this church earlier today, along with agents from two other federal agencies. They say they were executing a search warrant. Federal agents converging on the House of Prayer Christian Church about 8 o'clock Thursday morning. The FBI provided no details on the reason for the search warrant or what they're looking for. At one point, a group of people from inside the building were outside, apparently under guard. It's not known if these are congregation members. Many in the community say they've heard of this church. And most people, when people say the church on Airport Road, and they say that church is kind of like... Jeffrey Lewis says the church is considered controversial. You may think they're, they're cultish ways because of their dressing and how they move. So if you don't know nothing about it, yeah, we present it as a cult. Come from what you see on TV. You understand what I'm saying? But as far as knowing anything in depth in there, no. I've heard plenty of stories from people that went and visit. In 2017, some people protested the church, saying that they were not being allowed to see their loved ones. The church pastor at the time said that congregation members were free to come and go as they chose. It's not known if this had anything to do with the raid on Thursday. Chris Chandler says he's heard lots of things about the church, but he also says that he has met some people in the congregation. I've worked with some people and I've known some people that uh, have gone to the congregation or they're part of it. They're very happy. They enjoy it. You know, they, it's a part of life for them, and they, they love it. The FBI is not providing a timetable on when more information about the search warrant may be made public. At this point, no arrests have been made. The FBI says this investigation is ongoing. From Liberty County, I'm Joanne Merrigan, WSAV News 3 on your side. So, yeah, the FBI raided these three churches. Uh, one was in Hinesville, Georgia, less than eight miles from Fort Stewart. Another one was uh, Hevzaba, Hev- Hev- Georgia, located near Fort jo- uh, Gordon. And okay. there was a third one in Colleen, Texas. I don't remember if that one was near a military base, but... That was sort of the re- reoccurring theme with this church, is that they would pick up uh, either veterans or people that were currently enlisted and bring them into the congregation and like slowly but surely indoctrinate them into the cult through love bombs and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh. They would uh, honeypot them, as it were. Wow, Sharky just uh, dropped another one. Uh, in Tacoma. Uh, Tacoma, crazy. Washington. Oh, this one's 40 seconds. Let's see if we can play this on the fly. Cool. Just outside of Seattle. Okay, that's bullshit. There's no dialogue. Um, Just outside of Seattle and Tacoma. Uh, there's another location in Tumwater. I, I take take it that's in Washington as well. That's weird. This... Uh, this raid didn't come up in any of the searches I was doing. I was digging around. Yeah, some of these searches can be real wonky sometimes. But that's gnarly. So this is a very collective, like, nationwide sting that they kind of put into play here. Mm-hmm. So it's headed up by one dude, uh, one Mr. Ronnie Dennis. Ronnie uh, Dennis. Ronnie Dennis. I love Dennis. Uh, cult figures that have two first names. <laughs> He's got some interesting background stuff. We'll uh, we'll be touching on that here in a little bit. Um, just to finish up on this initial raid from a, I think this is a Raw Story article. In a similar response, the FBI told WTOC that it was conducting a court-authorized search warrant. No arrests were made. We already touched on that. Um, 
Uh, they had the protests, of course, back in 2017. Uh, this has been on people's radar for uh, not a considerable amount of time, but it's been a few years for sure. Um, I've got videos of the raid and the protest back from 2017 at the bottom of the uh, section for or at the bottom of this part of the show notes. If you want to check them out. Um, I've also got, holy shit, it was just, it was too much to read just because it was so in-depth. But mm-hmm. uh, there is an, a link here I can grab for you. Uh, ah, there it is. This is the uh, HOPCC blog where they... Uh, Hop- yeah, they gather all of this information about the church. And I mean, they've got multiple... Uh, you know, nine, ten, twelve page testimonies detailing. Uh, God be the glory. Thank you, everyone that left this cult and stayed faithful to God in exposing criminal, fraudulent manner of this organization. Wow, that's pretty righteous, don't you think? And man, it's it's fucked up because uh, there was one of these testimonies where the guy said, you know, he was in the army and he was. Uh, searching th- for meaning through working for God, that he loved God, and that he found this church and became a member. And then, you know, next thing you know that he knows, he's starting to do less like um, maintenance on church property. That's kind of his job at the time was fixing up the buildings and doing landscape and whatnot. He turned around and and started getting sent by Mister Ronnie Dennis to these other properties that they started buying up. It even got to the point where, you know, not only was he doing, I think the number was like a hundred thousand dollars worth of, um, real estate, uh, jobs for this leader of the church, but the leader of the mm-hmm. church was getting him to buy property in the, in the whistleblower's name and then turn it over to the church or, you know, even, uh, letting Ronnie fraudulently sign uh mortgages in his name in the whistleblower's name so that he could buy up the properties. Mm-hmm. It's a total it's a total pension vacuum. Um, Which is a classic religious scam. Real estate is where the money's at. Mm-hmm. The church. And uh so you know if this is something that strikes your fancy, definitely go and check out the uh God, where is it? You gotta watch out with these kinds of, you know, people are very attuned to these sorts of false Christian sex, you know. Yeah. I said sex. <laughs> uh, you know, Sermon on the Mount stuff, very basic stuff, words of Christ, beware the false prophet, which comes to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. It's it's on the front of every Christian's tongue to look out for this sort of thing. Now, I want to, I want to examine <laughs> this response from the young Turks about this story. And then, Oh boy. And then we can get into, uh, I have testimony from one of the whistleblowers, uh, actual, um, recorded footage. Uh, <laughs> tell me if this rings any bells for you. Now, let me say this. Why would a church want to recruit trained killers? Just mm. something for you to think about for a moment. As we go down the rabbit hole of this story. This guy's a QAnon. Oh, my God. (laughs) Have you looked at the the literature this guy's talking about? This guy is a crazy right-wing 
conspiracy theory. And dude, like I've actually got one of these clips labeled the Alex Jones clip. It gets so fucking off the rail. Um, now one thing that we didn't get to, we obviously, we got to hear what the FBI says. So, uh, I forget what this guy's name was. They're the ones um, that are doing all this spooky subterfuge. Yeah. What's their take on it? And this is an actual statement that they released. Uh, let me get you the name of this gentleman, uh, Dr. Rashad Ritchie. Uh, who has, a, who has a, who has a, another uh, show. two first name guy. Well, oh yeah, I suppose so. Um, but anyway, please continue. Sorry. So here's the FBI statement. Here's a statement. I can confirm the FBI was executing court authorized law enforcement activity today in the vicinity of the intersection of Massey Saint and E Rancher Avenue in Killen, Texas. No additional information will be released at this time. That's what FBI Special Agent Carmen Portillo and uh, said in an email statement to KWTX News. Cool. Okay. So they don't they don't have shit. Uh, they they <laughs> it's a situation where they've known about this cult for a good while. Um, I'm super curious if maybe they've already sent some mofo's into the church to become members of the congregation. I would not be surprised. Um. This next clip, <clears throat> excuse me. They know shit. They know shit. They're just not telling. Yeah. This next clip gets into a little bit. We're, we're, we're circling back to the beginning of the clip, diving down the rabbit hole, touching the very bottom tip of the iceberg as to why this church might be target, targeting the people that it's, uh, that it's been targeting. So assembly of prayer Christian church is located in that area. Uh, let's put up the picture. A video shared on social media on Thursday. They show law enforcement officers at the church. According to the Daily Herald of that local area, dozens of Google and Facebook reviews for the church refer to it as a cult with a habit of recruiting Fort Hood soldiers. Once again, according to the narrative, they intentionally recruit trained killers. Also rated were the House of Prayer, that's in Georgia, Hinesville, to be exact, near Fort Stewart, and the Assembly of Prayer, that's a church in Augusta, Georgia, near Fort Gordon, another major military installation. Both of these churches have also been accused of targeting service members. Here's the thing. I think this is the tip of the iceberg. That's what I believe. Oh. Mm. Ooh. Wasn't that on the list, too? I I don't. Legitimately, uh, I do not wrong. believe so. Um, but like what narrative? Be. Just based from the cursory yeah. searches, and granted, all my show prep happened today because being out underneath of a stage kind of a hard place to have your rig set up to do work on the show. Um, to explain to anybody, we're working hard. It's all good. And uh, well, I, I just I, I say that to highlight the fact that within six hours. I found a whole slew of testimonies where it's telling a very different story. The only person who has a narrative that sounds like it's trained killers being recruited for this. uh Well, I don't want to spoil what's coming based off of the information that these guys are relieving uh, um, that they're giving releasing. releasing. Yes. Thank you. Um This uh, and you can assume that the FBI, if they're involved, there's a good chance that they're, instigating the whole thing to begin with, mm-hmm. which, well, is, which is on their 
part, you know, it's their reputation that brings it. This this church very well could be doing all the things people accuse it of, and it sounds like people that live nearby agree with that. But you, you know, the FBI, they that's what they do. That's what they did to the Black Panthers. It's what they do to all major communist organizations today. They they come in and they take it over and they use it to uh, and they and they get individuals and they you know, trick them into committing crimes that they then arrest them for and say, oh, there's terrorists. <laughs> we saved the day. <laughs> we saved the day. But they do Go it all the time. <laughs> yeah. They, they, they get good, not good people, but they get compromised people in trouble in order to justify their own shitty existence. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's proven. Talked about it many times on the show. And another thing that we have talked about many a times on this show is how the political spectrum includes a lot of conspiracy theorists. There are conspiracy theorists on both sides of the aisle. And lucky for you, this is not a conspiracy theory show. We are merely conspiracy hypothesizers. But That's correct. I, I've listened to enough Alex Jones in my time to know that this guy, he could probably go toe to toe with him. What's happening right now is that you literally have people who are gearing up for what they expect to be a civil war. Now, that's not something that I'm wishing upon this country, none whatsoever. <laughs> oh, okay. But there are individuals who, are, who have already been arrested by the federal government, and their plans were noted. They wanted to start a race war. What is a race war? A race war is a civil war. That's citizen on citizen war. Now, when are we going to realize that the same people who are being recruited and part of whatever occultic activity connected to these churches are the same folks that raided the Capitol? Same people, same ideology, same (laughs) warlike and same violent tendencies. Same thing. The American government, the Department of Justice, even President Joe Biden. They have not dealt with these individuals as the terrorists that they are. They are domestic terrorists. In 2016, a report came out from the FBI that said your more your most dangerous issue right now is domestic terrorism inside of law enforcement. That's according to their report. I don't know what law enforcement has to do with this church. <laughs> yeah, okay. they brought that into it. Um, hey, Booberry, uh, remind me again. What did they say that the first civil war was fought over? It was uh, it was over race and well, they said. Uh, so, here, let's see if I can find it. That's citizen on citizen war. Citizen on citizen war. A citizen on citizen war. A war of brothers. A war of race. It, it's incredible how, gosh, how different. If there is a civil war to be had out of this cause, how you know, how different these two civil wars aren't. It's uh it's fascinating. It's really it's really interesting to watch. I just, you know, every time that somebody brings up and I, I feel like I've stated this every fucking time, but every time someone in one of these clips brings up civil war and they're in there it's like, Oh, I'm not actually calling for it, but it totally sounds like something that somebody was calling for it would say. I just think back to uh when we had Patrick O'Kelly on the show as a guest. It was me and Malachi, and this is a, a dude that went through the Kuwait Civil War. And, um, you know, it's just not something... 
if you had experienced, you would wish to see anywhere ever. Mm. So I've got one last clip. I've labeled this one as a bonus clip. I don't know if you're interested enough in these gentlemen. He's got a guest on in this show and it's yeah, uh, for it. further highlights uh, some aspects that you were just hitting on uh, involving some questionable Glodaho residents. All right, Dan, thoughts here. Yeah, it's really scary stuff that's happening right now in the country. It's really scary. Because as you're seeing increasing right-wing violence um, on one end, it's increasing gun violence just in general, sometimes right-wing related, sometimes just these mass shooting incidents that can be related to uh, any other social issues in society. At the same time, you're also getting a culture where guns are more acceptable and tensions are more heightened against other people, you're exactly saying the right things. This is how civil wars begin. It gets scary. This is the time when politicians on all sides of the aisle should be stoking down tensions, but it seems like one side is playing that game while the other side is just stoking up fears and tensions left and right. Um, But the fact that you're having the FBI uncover more and more of these cases, just like we had uh, that U-Haul truck full of white extremists, white identity extremists that was uncovered at that Pride Festival in Idaho um, a couple of weeks back. We're uncovering this boiling over of people who are ready to use these laws that are being passed, that are increasing gun access. How do you, how do you uncover something that's boiling over? <laughs> It's a uh, it's wordplay. That's all these people do all day long. Because usually, when you've got something covered that's boiling, it starts to spew out through the side, and then you got to pull the lid off and stir it. <laughs> yeah, you got to give it a little release. You got to get that lid off there. Yeah. <laughs> Better grab a towel first. You know, burn your hand. I don't. Something tells me that the gentlemen on the show don't have a towel with them in order to use them against oh, um, other citizens, and they're playing the system in ways that I don't think a lot of people are expecting to. And so it's another situation where we need Democrats to pressure Republicans to get their base to calm down and lower the tensions on this because blood is already on their hands, I would argue. Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) All right. This is the truth. For 65 plus days, we're talking about this because they've been having these protests. I watched the BLM riots every night. Every night, it was like sports to me. There was no, there was no sports going on because everything was shut down. This is in the in the the, the the heat of the lockdowns. I every single night turned on this one channel that I could watch these live streams of these fucking people, starting in Minneapolis, but then growing all around the world to Portland, to Seattle, to New York, all over the place. And I would watch every night these people. They would go. In Portland, they went to the federal court building and they tagged it up and they threw fireworks and explosives at it. And it got to the point where they had to put up a fence and they tore the fence down. And so they put up an even stronger fence and they had these these cops that would come in and these people out there, they would tear gas them and they would fucking, you know, shoot rubber bullets at them. And these people would use high powered lasers and they would blind the cops with high-powered lasers as they were getting tear-gassed. 
And from personal experience, this, I, this, these are Democrats. These are liberal people. This isn't Republicans doing this. We need them. And also, I've lit cigarettes with a laser before. So, <laughs> oh, these were the real deal, and they were yeah. all the same. They're all the same green, high-powered laser. So you know it was a uniform thing where they bought these things in bulk and just handed them out. Yeah. I mean, the only extremism, the only violent extremism that we have seen recently is from the left. The right, they go out and maybe they do something. They've never done anything on the scale of what the BLM riots were. And what I expect that these, you know, I have a slight gamble that the uh, the abortion riots will be something similar, but maybe not. We'll see. I mean, maybe enough steam got, uh, maybe, an, yeah, maybe enough steam was uh, released when they lifted the lid off of that pot. Yeah, um, yeah. A couple they, of weeks ago. That was the perfect storm. Everybody had been locked in. Yeah. You know. Well, I only got uh, 21 seconds. We'll finish this uh, clip up. It's about to get more obvious. Yeah. And this is a developing story. So obviously we will bring more information as it comes. The federal government, they are being very restrictive. As it relates to the information, listen, there are people that may need to know what's happening in their local community. These churches are affixed to residential areas. They need to know what's going down. All right. They're coming for you. They're under your bed right now. Don't go and check. They'll get you. Every time. Every, Every time. time. Could you imagine? <laughs> uh, could you imagine trying to leave this church? Your wife, your two kids of 30 years, well, your wife of 30 years and your two kids of, I guess, 30 years of age or so, you know, turn around and they leave all of your shit and boxes on the front door and they tell you to get the fuck out of town and then you're out on your own 12 years of your life just thrown into the cogs of the machine and then you got these two assholes coming like, oh yeah, no dude, you, if you were given the chance, you would have been boots on the fence Climbing up the fucking Capitol, trying to get over that wall, busting doors down, trying to steal Nancy Pelosi's podium after you take a shit on steal it. Steal her her yogurt, her ice cream. Her ice cream, her her human-cloned ice cream brand that she hand-tailors. That's all you are. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought, why not just uh, hear it straight from the mouth of one of the whistleblowers? This is the first part of three. Okay, and have you ever been a member of this church? Uh, more than a member. I've been a, been a pastor, one of their pastors. For how long? Uh, since 04, from 04 to uh, 18. So, uh, 14 oh. years. Okay, so what is the, initially, get the American people start off, started off, what is the base level that could be the problem with this particular church? Well, the problem is the man in charge, Ronnie Dennis, claims that he, and he said this openly, uh, hundreds of people have heard this, that he is God's last prophet and that the only way to get to heaven is through him. Anyone has to come to him and confess their sins and he has to clear them before God. Yeah, I mean, that's classic fucking uh, cult behavior, one-on-one, cult leader. Mm-hmm. Only through me can you find your eternal redemption. Yep. It's my way or nothing. And, you know, honestly, I, I don't remember if um, 
I don't remember if that was the clip where he talks about the Jezebel spirits. Uh, are you familiar with what a Jezebel spirit is? I'm familiar with what a Jezebel is, but a Jezebel spirit, no. Um, a so- Jezebel biblically is like a uh, a bad girl. <laughs> well, I, I, I do. Uh, I have a uh, so- somewhat brief just breakdown of. Uh, uh, maybe we'll get. We'll, we'll we'll come back to the Jezebel spirit. We should we should hear why. Uh, this whistleblower was kicked out of the church. How did you get out of that belief? Did you believe what he said? No. How did you get out of there? Um, I finally had enough. He was trying to break me down. What he does, if anyone will study cults or nars- narcissists, uh, the Jezebel spirit, uh, do a YouTube search, you'll find many teachings. And it seems like every one of them was a life study of Ronnie Dennis. Um, and so what What I did, I've been at odds with him for the longest, but my ex-wife of 30 years, um, she believed that he, was, that he is the man of God and that he can do no wrong and he's the last righteous man and he's the only way to heaven. And so would I would not openly, and what he does, he gets people to publicly confess of all kinds of sexual impurity. He brainwashes people. He practices cult brainwashing, uh, mind implantation. And a lot of that can be researched on the website, hopcc.com. There's a lot of studies on there. And so... Uh, he was trying to break me down and make me publicly confess a lot of uh, very wicked stuff. And I told him that I did not do it, and he kicked me out. And that was May 18th, 2018. And that was the Jezebel clip. But yeah, his wife left him for 30 years. She mm-hmm. said, nope, this man is the only way we're getting into heaven. And um, Not easy leaving the church, man. Yeah, the dude was like, all right, I'm going to grab my shit and go to the Capitol on January 6th. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Right. whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, Who was that? That was, that was uh, Abel Kirby, boosted 8888. Whoop, whoop. Wait, right. was it? <laughs> oh, or, no, it was Abel Kirby, and he boasted, oh, it's a lie. This is something. I'm seeing, I'm reading from the chat, so it might, uh, I might be reading the second one. No? No, no, no. It's two. Two eighty-eight, eighty-eight. No, three eighty-eight. Oh God, now I'm confused. I don't know what the fuck's going on, man. So the uh, the first one coming in was uh, eighty-eight, eighty-eight from Abel Kirby, boosted in the live tag. (laughs) And uh, he said, "How how you you uncover something that is boiling over very carefully, very carefully." Be a curio caster. And, uh, oh man, we got another boosting maniac again with Abel Kirby, 8888 saying boost test working and another 8888 saying another test from another boost from Abel Kirby. Well, Abel Kirby, you have your answer. It is working, but, uh, not as, it's not working as much as it could work, but it is working. (laughs) You know, sometimes these boostograms go as slow as audio. Yes. They have to circle the globe, you know. And uh, there was an additional one in there from the boost clit with Servo for 333 saying, Teast. 
Teased from Booze Clit. Teased. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's super sad. I got the one last clip, and uh, we'll, we'll say goodbye to our whistleblower. And by the time I got home, I left my wife. I said, okay, uh, I'm out of here. I'll uh, pick you up after prayer meeting. He did it publicly in a noon, in a noon prayer meeting. But he was somewhere else on a. He's on a uh, the PA system. He calls in. They put him on the PA, and he controls all the churches this way. Uh, just like Jim Jones used to do over the loudspeakers, he does that thing. all the time. And uh, so uh, he publicly kicked me out. I gladly left. I already had all my coat, my Bible, my. Everything in my hand, because I knew once I did not say what he wanted, I was gone. By the time I got home, my wife of 30 years, my two adult children in their 30s, and uh, my son-in-law, who became the pastor in my place even before I left, had all of my belongings jammed into boxes and carry boxes uh, at the front door. 30 years of marriage, that was my uh, 55th birthday present, and my 30th anniversary present. And that's what a cult does to people. Jeez, oh, we know. Yeah, man, this is a, this is a, a one part of three, and this interview is like an hour and 51 minutes. And, uh, uh, I mean, that is... You just listen to this guy get run through the grinder. Mm-hmm. It's that's tragic. So sad, man. That's so fucking sad. Right. Oh yeah. Well, that's not sad. Great, <laughs> great boost came in from from Pitar. Thank uh, you, man. We had another one from Carolyn Blaney of Hello Famous Hog Story fame with the eighty eight eighty eight sats saying Jezebel Spirit, stay away with these sats. Stay away with these sats. <laughs> Thank that's you, right. Carolyn Blaney. And then Carolyn Blaney, thirty three thousand three hundred and thirty three sats from Pitar. Peter, the big bala. Oh my god. This man goodness. has blades. Dude. Blades on his impala. <laughs> <laughs> He's a shot caller. Thank you, Peter, with that uh five threes. That's a lot that's, of threes. That's a whole lot of threes now. Oh my goodness. Oh money, money, money. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, sir. We really appreciate that. And we also got another boost from Chimp to Savior. Our uh, our fresh faced uh, freak on the scene <laughs> brought in sixty two sixty two sets saying only in the boost will you find salvation via curio caster. Yes, and we have something perfect for that. Hallelujah, a woman. God bless all these satoshis. The Lord of this world is behind the schemes. Hell Amen, yeah. brother. Oh, only uh, in the boost will you find your salvation. And uh, Pizar did have a YouTube link. Well, oh, what is? Obviously, we have a rapist in Lincoln Park. He's climbing <laughs> your windows. He's snatching your people up. Trying to rape him. So <laughs> hide your kids. Hide your wife. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. Hide your kids. Hide your wife. Nice. I'll do it. Yeah, because he's ripping everybody all out here. Get that added to the show notes. Hell yeah. <laughs> Snatching your people love. That's funny as fuck. That's the, that's the shit. That is a classic, as Servo says. Yes. Um, so Felicity look- says, hodl this treasure. That's right. You're very right, Felicity. Uh, 
Uh, here's the clip about the Jezebel spirit. There's a lot of qualities. These two, I kind of liked. Um, and this is, uh, I sometimes, I really like these fresh takes from people that are sitting in their car, just spitting it out, what they think, right there in the seat of their, you know, parked car. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they can come off rather authentic. The facts about a Jezebel spirit. One, number one being... The Jezebel spirit hates a real prophet of God. Let me tell you something. When you go around faking and acting like you have the anointing of God on your life, you're going to be agitated by someone who didn't ask for it and don't want it, but they have Mm -hmm. it and you don't. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you have to understand. That's why Jezebel hated Elijah so much. She's like, listen, I want the power. I want I want that anointing. And so because I don't have it, I'm going to hate you for it. I'm going to ultimately mimic what God is doing in your life. I'm going to mimic it in a way that fits me. All right. So extremely arrogant in the modern day today. Yeah. The Jezebel spirit is extremely arrogant. Okay. Selfish attaches itself to people who can put them in a better position. Jezebel spirit is an opportunist. Okay. They're going to jump at the first sight of someone who can put them in a better position. They're going to text message them. They're going to, you know, seek after getting their name out there, getting their face out there, those types of things. It's manipulative. Jezebel is a manipulator, okay? Which is ultimately what you see in the Bible. The Bible does not specifically tell you what a Jezebel spirit is. You have to study her character, okay? And her character is manipulative. Listen, that's how she got Ahab to do whatever she wanted him to do, like the puppets. Yeah, yeah. That's what she did to King Ahab and ultimately ruined him. Okay, ruined him physically and, you know, in the eyesight of God. So I like that Old Testament shit. I like that, too. Yeah, I I like her description. I think she puts it well, honestly. Well, I I do have a second clip if you want to continue on with her. Uh, The one thing I would say is that uh, she's bringing up what I said earlier about the false prophet situation. Mm-hmm. And she's she's acknowledging that that is something that they they look out for, and it's it the, it's the worst thing I've seen. Back in history, you see with the Crusades and certain things, they would pursue pagan religions with less fervor than they would pursue an offset of Christianity, a a, a heathen branch of Christianity. That is worse. <laughs> you dare not follow my rules. I smite thee down. You blasphemer. You sinner. You be licking the shit straight off of Satan's Satan-y hoof. (laughs) Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. (laughs) All right. We'll hear this next clip, my good man. This spirit will come singing your praises. Oh, you're this. Oh, full of compliments and things like that. And ultimately, you have to understand that no matter how long Jezebel acts and plays and and, 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 and tries to deceive you, this spirit cannot go without exposing itself. So it will expose itself eventually. Okay? Their marriage, friendships, anything of that nature will revolve around self-gain. So you have to understand that. Like I said before, you know, that it puts them in a better position. It's all for self-gain. That's 
That's what they're about themselves. Okay, very, very extremely selfish. This spirit will sometimes profess the name of Jesus and, and sometimes it will not. So you have to be very, very mindful and very like open-minded and be led by the Holy Spirit to, to show you these things. Because listen, the Bible says that there are many, many people who profess the name of Jesus, but their hearts and their motives and their intentions are far from me. Okay, so that's what you see when you see the Jezebel spirit. That is what's happening. This is another nugget, and this is for free. Many of y'all pastors and apostles and people who have titles in y'all churches, yeah, that's these people. They have a Jezebel spirit, okay? They're, oh, they're in this for self-gain. They want to get up on the stage. They want their names to be great in the earth. They think it's about them. Oh, yeah, dude. spitting fire. I love her. She is on it, man. And I was doing a little mental exercise while I was listening to this clip and was wondering to myself, do false prophets exist in liberalism? Is this a thing? And I, I, is, that I, a, is that a trick question? I, <laughs> I'm a firm believer of the UCA. If you are not familiar with what the UCA is, the UCA is the United Cults of America. Um, which a little backstory. That's uh, I, I wrote a musical. That's where the musical takes place. It's not the USA. It's the UCA, the United Cults of America. And we're all like, we all have our own little cults. Some of them mm -hmm. are for good. Mm -hmm. Some of them are for bad. Some of them are somewhat neutral. But I would say comfortably, most people, you're at least part of one. And that's okay. And I would call liberalism another form of a cult. Absolutely. And it just got me wondering, like, the, the false prophets, the people that are looking for self-gain, the arrogance, the, the manipulation. What would you say, in a, in a simple way, what would you say a cult is? I'd say a cult is a group of members, probably three of more, three or more, mm -hmm. um, of people that's, share a through-line common ideology that is intrinsic to their identity and mm -hmm. thus, in some degree, inseparable uh, between the two. Now, depending mm -hmm. on the type of cult, uh, there could be a leader, there could be many leaders, um... You know, these leaders could could operate under one push, or they could, you know, be driving separate vehicles on separate roads. But you know, that's all the same same make and model of the car, right? Yeah, I would say so. I would agree with with all of that, and I would say that I would add that the cult has a doctrine. Yes, and um, you like know, the hierophant card of the tarot in more I think that the hierophant card more than anything represents the cult you know funny enough I uh I won't dox him but there's an individual that I have worked with for a number of years uh I actually ran into him during the Minneapolis protest and he had gotten involved with an organization um 
I don't think I'm going to say the name of the organization, but it's something that exists in the Midwest. And uh, through working with this organization, he had been in some somewhat hairy situations. One of them included him being shot because Mm -hmm. someone followed them and trailed them. (laughs) So that was kind of his wake up to maybe start distancing himself from the group. But then it turns out that the group did not like the fact that he wanted to step away. And this was a group that was on some degree protecting local businesses. It's still an organization that acted mafia. Yeah. And they acted on the winds of the uh, BLM rioters and protesters. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So is where the smart money is. You know, they were the, they were one of the groups where, um, the, the leader actually took a fall for one of the statues being, uh, torn down in St. Paul. He ended up uh, getting arrested, excuse me, getting arrested. And, uh, it was eventually slapped with, uh, like a hundred hours of community service. Uh-huh. And a couple of fines and all that. Yeah. So a public uh, defender, unless he was doing well, in which case he had to get his own lawyer, thousands of dollars. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, let's see, we already hit the written testimony. Oh, there's a whole like there was a pretty interesting uh, testimony quote. I won't go into the whole thing, um, but uh, apparently. Uh, Ronnie Dennis, the leader of the church, would run the chapters and verses in the Bible through his calculator and said that he uh, God was teaching him, quote, secret things. He would say that he had entered into a realm where none of us were, and it was Deuteronomy 29.29, the secret things. He would start referring to God as Abba Yahweh and started talking about the 2-9 spirit. He said that the 2-9 spirit was what was that meant, excuse me, and what that meant was that God had many numbers according to this numerology, and that 2-9 was when the Trinity had fully come together in full power. Okay, so you're starting to get a numerology. Yeah, it's, uh, if you search 2-9 in this post, you'll see it for those in the chat. Um, the only place I have left to go with this, uh, but this story is perhaps just a, a brief snippet from the man himself a, from a time before he started this church way back in 2009. This is some vintage YouTube here for you. Ooh. Greetings, Ronnie Dennis here. You've been looking online. You've been searching, trying to make some money online. I can relate. I've been there. Done that. Well, let me say it this way to you. Um, you don't know me, but let me have a conversation with you, okay? If you are online looking for a way to make money and you have no clue what you're doing, make a religion. I'm the guy that can help you. <laughs> I don't mean this to come forth as I'm arrogant. It's because I'm here to make your life better. Because I remember when I got online, I had no clue what I was doing either. I had no clue what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have someone 
like me. Yeah. Which is what I'm doing right now with you. Right. So I would hope that you really take the time mm. and say, you know what? I've watched enough videos on YouTube. And with this video, let me see what he has to say. So I would hope that you really stop and think. Are you feeling it yet? Oh, I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm not asking anything from you. Not a penny. Nothing. Oh? The only thing I ask from you is you have to have the desire that you oh. want to run. Yeah, there you oh. go. Because without that desire that you, you gotta want, want to run, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you. It's impossible to work with you. It's impossible. But if you have the desire he says it's you want to run. Oh, excuse me. I promise you. Well, then again, he said impassable. Could you hit that one last time? Desire that you want to learn. Okay? Because without that desire that you want to learn, I'm going to tell you right now, it's impossible to work with you. (laughs) That's right. I'm sorry. This path, impassable. We cannot take this path. Uh, that was uh, fifty-five, fifty-five from Carolyn Blaney Booston saying, "I've watched enough videos on YouTube." Oh, me too, Carolyn. Carolyn Blaney, isn't she wonderful? The fifty-five, fifty-five, and talented and gorgeous outfit. She's impassably gorgeous and wonderful. Ah. <laughs> so, do you do you feel sold yet? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this guy! I'm giving him every nut. He didn't ask for money, so I'll just give him all of my time, which is money and desire. Give me your desire, yeah, and desire, which is money. Yes. Oh, dude, how about we start our own monetary model? We'll call it Desire for Desire. D for D. D for D. <laughs> you give me D. I, I give, give you D. D. We, give, we each give each other D. Everybody's giving each other D. Oh, I didn't even I didn't even bring up the fact that I just saw Tenacious D the other night. I oh. saw the D. I got a D for D the other night over at the Warfield, man. I saw the the Tenacious D. Nice. <laughs> and I'll tell you, there was plenty of D for everyone. <laughs> you get some D. She gets some D. Uber, when's the last time you saw a, a building full of people full of D? Um hmm. I'll tell you I'll tell you when recently cuz you were cause you were doing the show but I'm telling you though it's it was it was impressive to watch shoulder to shoulder D No D <laughs> <laughs> And uh no Carolyn Blaney I've not seen Tenacious D before unfortunately no. Well they might they might roll through I was I was very fortunate to see the D Now uh I I do want to I do want to hit that, but let me just wrap up uh, two interesting facts. One of them, unfortunately, I couldn't find the actual source. Uh, it's buried somewhere on that hopcc.com website. Um, apparently, this dude's dad was part of a was a uh, a Haitian um, government official who was involved uh. in a military coup that uh. inevitably failed. He was arrested tried and later executed for the attempted coup. And everyone was like, this kid's cool. He'll lead us. He'll lead <laughs> us to games. The He'll other lead us super interesting thing. And I'm glad uh, that you were, you were calling out the Jonestown thing where, you know, you're sitting there call, uh, making announcement 
announcements through the loudspeaker, this voice of God sort of mentality, like, uh, mm-hmm. good morning, Vietnam. Or, um, hey, hey, ho, ho, whatever <laughs> has got to go. I'm going to renounce my U.S. citizenship <laughs> and move to the U.K. Hey, 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 hey ho, ho, ho. I saw a UFO. <laughs> hey, hey, ho, ho. Aliens have got to go. But check this out. The name Ronnie Dennis makes an appearance at the Jonestown Massacres. Oh, no. Oh, no. Now, this was... What year would that have been? I, I don't remember it off the top of my head. So, and Jonestown I don't, Massacre was in the late 60s, if I'm not incorrect. It's actually a local event that happened around here. Uh, uh, Joan, uh, Jim Jones was a major real estate developer of the Bay Area. Oh, it was in the late 70s, uh, 1978. Yeah, okay, 78. That was the year I was going to pick. Super friendly with Nancy and Pelosi and Diane Weinstein. I mean, that's cool. He was a a power player. He was a Bay Area power player. He knew all those guys. Uh, Let's see here. So uh, there's a book here, Gone from the Promised Land, Jonestown, and American Cultural History. Uh, This is talking about... um, the uh, reporters and the government officials landed uh, with their Cessna on the airstrip. He's uh, is a fantastic dancer, too. Uh, let's see here. Around 5 o'clock, the pilot finally started the engine, taxied the plane around to the head of the runway, revved a full bore, and headed for takeoff. Suddenly, the plane lurched to one side and braked to a halt. The pilot had been cut off by the tractor pulling the trailer with a cluster of men, whites and blacks, standing in it. Vern Gosney peered out the Cessna window. The unstanley Gage was steering the tractor across the runway and around the side where the air Gu- uh, Guiana Otter still was being loaded. In the trailer, pulled the tractor. Being pulled by the tractor, stood as some of Jones's most trusted security men. His quote-unquote Red Brigade: Tom Rice, Ronnie Dennis, Bob Kais, Anthony Simon, and maybe two or three other men. Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. Is hey, that, the fruit don't fall far. I mean, My goodness. And uh, some of these testimonies, I mean, it's uh, some of it's very Scientology in the way. So, you know, this guy's kind of, I mean. Scientology is the perfect cult religion model. Uh, I mean, it's, it's the most, it's the most tight one that we know of. And so either, you know, this Ronnie Dennis has a la- uh, has a knack for it, or you know he's well versed in the ways of Jim Jones and L. Ron Hubbard, which you know they got uh, some pretty powerful magic behind them. I would say, yeah, they know with, the, with the intelligence angle of the Jim Jones incident, and then the Aleister Crowley version, or not version, but through lines, I guess. Okay. So it's uh I don't I have no idea if these gentlemen are connected. Um I just had to point it out. Just just pointing out the facts. Just pointing out the facts, folks. Um I it seems we have run a we little play a couple of voicemails? Yeah, we should do that. I mean if you have any parting thoughts, of course, I don't want to rush you from your bit. Because it was very, very awesome. I really like what you brought tonight. Uh, that's, that's all that I had on that one. Um, (laughs) perhaps, uh, perhaps I can give you a teaser, uh, for the cult story next week. Cause I don't have enough time to get through this next part tonight. Okay. 
Let me uh let me hit you with this clip here. What comes to your mind when you think of Google offices? Google has huge swanky buildings, free meals, casual sitting arrangements, and sometimes even wellness centers. The company often tries to push the cool office image. I mean their headquarters even have a bowling alley. It does sound cool, but what if I tell you a cult could be calling the shots behind the scenes? This is what a Google contractor who was fired claims in a complaint. The religious group in question is known as the Fellowship of Friends. It is a tiny California sect that believes spiritual awakening through exposure to fine arts. It believes in that. In a recent lawsuit, former employee Kevin Lloyd claims they have gained influence over a Google video production unit. So the unit has around 24 members. Half of them are supposedly from this California sect. According to Lloyd, they even directed Google funds to the fellowship-owned businesses. Google allegedly buys wine from a winery run by members of by a member of the fellowship. Lloyd says when he tried to raise an alarm, he was fired. The Fellowship of Friends has been embroiled in controversies earlier. Its founder has also faced multiple allegations of sexual abuse. The Google Developer Studio is also run by Peter Lovers. He is said to be a long-time member of the Fellowship of Friends. The tech giant was yet to react to the report, and the new allegations have embroiled Google in religious controversies. It looks like the tech giant may soon have to sharpen its spiritual radar. And that's what we'll get into, a Nexium-like cult called the Fellowship of Friends, next week on Behind the Schemes. But before we get to next week, we're going to... We're going to do, we have more show. We're only about halfway over. So we're going to have a second, second half of show. And, uh, and we'll, we'll have an intermission uh, so that we can, you know, go get a little water or something. But, uh, before that, I think we have a couple of voicemails we might want to play. Mmm. 612-263-7999 is the number that you can get into right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Behind the screens. With and Booberry Mothman of uh, It's Hot Out and I Want to Stop Running. (laughs) So yeah, it's like, I don't know, high 90s, triple digits, something like that. And I just got running a little bit ago after work and got my 13 mile in. And I feel like this is just what I did last week, but whatever, it's hot. And not all the chances to to uh, run when it's cool. Anyway, but yeah, pretty much the whole entire time just going, I want this to be over, I want this to be over, I want this to be over as I'm listening to the podcast. But I was referencing the running, not the podcast. Because, you know, I was listening to No Agenda and other stuff. So anyway, but yeah, so I was just like getting home and going, ah! <laughs> so that's my little screen. screen. Uh, Alright, yeah. well, I hope you guys have a fantastic night on this Monday. And, uh, yeah, I will converse with you, uh, next week. Alright, love you guys. Stay dangerous. Walter Emerson. Paka! Paka!
Christopher Bottles. Oh, staying dangerous as ever. He's the most dangerous man on the coast. Uh, thank you, thank you, uh, Christopher Battles. You know, that guy's awesome. He makes a custom cardboard drawout for Hog Story. Every week. Every week. Every week. And he's been doing it for a while now. And I have to say, I mean, when I see it, it just, it just I don't know, I, I just really appreciate that man. Uh, Hog Story, by the way, hosted by the great John Fletcher and Carolyn Blaney, which you can catch before our show every Monday night at 5 o'clock Pacific to 7 o'clock Pacific. We've been Roughly we've been getting pretty good about doing the handoff, uh, a seamless transition between Fletcher and I. And we, yeah, well, we, God, I love those guys, and and I really appreciate that they do that for us. Hell yeah! Because um, it it does take some effort on their part, and we really really appreciate that. And uh, gosh, I just fucking love those guys. Every time they ask me to come on their show, I just like it's like Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> It's like Christmas. <laughs> it is. What can I say? I, uh, I'm an asshole, I guess. I don't know what to say. But Christopher Battles is the man, and uh, and and I just uh, I appreciate the hell out of that guy. So thanks for calling in, CB. Yeah, stay hydrated out there, my guy. Yeah, yeah, stay. Yeah, seriously, it's hot out there. You gotta you gotta cool yourself off. My man loves to run, so he's gotta stay hydrated. I'm definitely going to use this next voicemail to cool off Mr. Christopher Battles. I just wanted to say that uh, the government, um, they they can't be taking away any more of our rights like they have been, like, basically since the beginning of the country. And what? And okay. at very least, uh, you know, since 1913. Um, when, uh, I don't know what happened, actually. I don't, I'm not, I'm not really sure. Hmm. What rights were rescinded by the federal government in the year of 1913? Well, 1913 is the infamous Federal Reserve establishment year. Hmm. Yes. So it probably has something to do with that. Sounds Old like Jekyll it. Island, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> What's uh? You made tonight's intermission for us. What's uh? What you got for it? Uh, I got a little funky with this week's intermission. I'm I'm trying to try things out. Uh, there's there's a little this, a little that in there. Uh, but it, you know, I try to get I, I try to get a nice groovy intermission going. That's always the the bottom line. Nice. So I hope you all enjoy it. I'm. I'm stoked. Ooh, that's a spicy cassette tape. <laughs> oh, yeah. I pumped <laughs> it up a little bit. <laughs> I'm tired of this VCR. So I, uh, Fuck I this thing, man. My hot dogs come in packages of 10 and hot dog buns come in packages of 8. See, the thing is that life doesn't always work out according to plan. So be happy with what you got. So you can always get a hot dog.
We now return to Behind the Schemes. Starring Booberry, 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 Oh my goodness, that was a that was an awesome track. I that was adore, the good stuff. Dude, that's that's how you fucking make it, man. That's uh if you want to find that performance, it was filmed live, you can go to the show notes. Find that at Zoso's corner.substack.com and you can go and see it for yourself. Yeah, <laughs> this, that performance and many others that you heard in the uh, in the intermission, it's all there if you want to go and find it. Man, it's it's funny because uh, that track actually reminds me to a T these other two tents that they had set up at the festival that had bands playing in between the sets on the main stage, and for most of the songs, that was the tier. Of music that they were playing live. <laughs> um, that was the that was the level of quality that you were getting. Yeah, and uh, it was unfortunately just all day. there are many such cases. My all friend. day, <laughs> it just happens. It just happens. There's a lot of there's a lot of bands that are going through the the gauntlet. You know, that's well, funny as fuck. Yeah, I think that I you know that, that, that actually is a YouTube classic. It's a YouTube classic. It's been around for a very long time. It's a great song to cover, and it's a great song to kill. But for me, the singing isn't even the worst thing about it. It's the drum solo. Did you hear that drum solo? I would have to go back to listen to it. I, I was too in the moment. <laughs> I mean, the drum solo really makes it. You hear the, the bad singing, and you're like, you're going along with it, and you're like, oh, God, this is terrible. And then finally... The, the drum solo happens. It blows your whole mind. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's not the only thing getting blown. <laughs> not those guys. Oh man, we uh, we had a couple of well-timed boosts come through while we were in intermission. Um, we seem to be having some issues tonight, which is unfortunate. Uh, it looks like Nan was having the same issues that Abel Kirby was having. So I uh, I hope that um, those come through at some point. But in the uh, interim, I do have a boost uh, that came through here. 1019 from Anonymous through the CurioCaster app. Well, thank you. Thank you, Anonymous. Thank you, Anonymous. It's, it's actually not very often that we have an Anonymous come through. That is true. And then uh, 3333 from Cooley Steed. <laughs> of course. <laughs> from Fountain... And she said, dreamy, lavish music boost. Oh, my. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you, Coolie Steed. Damn, Coolie Steed. Coolie Steed. And I'm actually going to go back to the boost spot on the Mastodons, which I would recommend you check out. Just type in boost spot at Mastodon. Uh, we also never promote this, but if you're listening to this show and you have a Mastodon account, you can always follow at Behind the Schemes, S-C-H-3-M-3-S. We got a... Uh, Podcast index.social account set up. The boost from NA Millennial was 556 sats. Oh, excuse me. I got to read these in order. The first one, excuse me, was 4269 through Fountain. He said, in the Fed and end all, right. and end all feds. <laughs> um, you can only hope. And then he sent in 556 right after that saying, in the Fed and 
all other feds as well. Shh. Allegedly. <laughs> Legend has it. In Minecraft. You know, that's the last thing a lot of people hear. <laughs> and then uh, we just had another one come in. That was inter- uh, 8888 from Abel Kirby again through the CurioCaster live tag. And he said, great intermission. By the way, hardcore honk honk clown sex is in all summer. No, no doubt. Fuck yes, dude. No doubt. Pound me like the clown I am. There's no way that that is not an absolute raging pandemic across the country. I want you to sit on my round red clown ass nose. Clown sex all over the world. Indubitably, I and can't it's unstoppable. Wait. You can't stop it. It's just coming. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if you don't like it. No, oh, I don't want to. I hate clowns. Doesn't matter. Clown sex everywhere. Yes, and uh, we actually have an official clown world theme. Clown world. <laughs> hey, Horace, how's, how's it going? going? <laughs> I do have a giant bulge going for me, if you know what I mean. Oh, you can you know find you out for two fifty. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh my god! What a slut! What a slut! Oh, <laughs> I mean, this is a value for value production, meaning we can uh, pretty much play anything and uh, probably be okay with it. And. Uh, in light of that, we have a couple of producers, which we call Freaks of Hazards, that we would like to thank for tonight. Yes, indeed. We do. And coming in first was Tunsa with his monthly donation of $3.33. Thank you very much, Sir Junta. Even if he isn't tonight. If you catch to us. If you catch him in the green room, you should check in with his uh, homesteading adventures that him and Mousy Bear are setting up at the at their place. It's very exciting stuff. And yeah, if you they're working want, really hard on it. If you want to support independent and local businesses, go over to mousybear.com and get yourself some wellness gummies. I've heard there's even secret uh, shapes that you can order. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so, mousybear.com. Uh, we also had Servo uh, sending in a couple of ISOs right before the show started. <laughs> Whoop whoop! That's right. That's right. Uh, the first one. Excuse me. Let me get back to that page. The first one was Half Life Lego. Lego. Legal, and then Half Life Illegal. Illegal. I never played Half Life before. Oh really? I know. Uh everybody is, and not everybody, but I should say Half Life Two is the most famous one. And, uh, you know, it's worth a go if you ever, if you ever get to it. I'm sure it's pretty cheap on the usual channels. Uh-oh. Servo's calling me out saying I'm missing out. I mean, that's, you know, I'm just saying, yeah, if Servo's saying it. I mean, it's a great game. You should give it a shot. Uh, yeah. But But I wouldn't do that to anybody. I won't even do that, like, with Star Wars or anything like that. There's no, there's no judgment if you haven't done something that seemingly everyone else has done. But Half-Life 2 is awesome. It's really awesome. Uh, but anyway, sorry. Yeah, hey, yeah. That could be a fun game to stream for a first time. Oh. Yeah. 
In Fulham, New Vegas would be another one. New Vegas is uh, very easy to get and a lot of fun to play. It's a lot like uh, Half Life Two. Hell yeah! Whoop 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 whoop. Some boost coming in. I know there was two there. Eighty-eight, eighty-eight from Carolyn again. Oh my god, she's a boosting maniac. She's a maniac, maniac on the boost. And she's boosting like she's never boosted boosted before. before. Oh, she's a boostiac. She said, said, the rare encounter ISOs, thank you for your courage. (laughs) Thank you for your courage. Well, there's a very specific place I get to, uh, I go to get those every week, and that's rareencounter.net every Wednesday at 6.30 Central, 7 o'clock Eastern with Cold Acid and Abel Kirby. Yes, sir. That's right. That's, that's right. right. Oh, my, my theme will play. Damn you. Damn you. Uh, We're more public radio than NPR. There we go. <laughs> uh, then we had 6767 from Tumadre boosting the live tag through Curiocaster saying the mellow boost. Hello, boost. The mellow boost. I don't know Tumadre. what Tumadre. Tumadre. I know what that means. The Demello boost. Hmm. Hmm. Tell me, tell me, boost. English to Spanish translation? Hmm. Tell me? Tell, tell me, me. Tell me, Boost. Hmm. Hmm. There you go. I think you've done it. <laughs> um. Hmm. Well, thank you. I think that would... Yes, Tumadre is a new freak of hazard. It seems. Yeah, we've never seen the, the Tumadre before. And if I'm not Shit. mistaken, that would be Mother... Yeah, your mother. Your mother. <laughs> yep. Tell me your about mother. your tell me about your mother boost. <laughs> yeah, that's you know, that's a, That's it. It's your mama. Your mama. You ever mm. heard of Joe? <laughs> Where's mom? <laughs> Coach, I'm gay. <laughs> I learned a lot uh, about roaches that year. Oh, if we all did. But then we forgot. <laughs> And uh, I think last on our list was Turbo Faggot. He actually sent us, he sent us in some artwork, uh, some very scandalous artwork. It's uh, up at the top of the show arts. It comes from this uh, Russian music video. It's a bump and jam. I was actually playing it during the uh, pre-show lineup tonight. And yes. uh, it's incredibly Russian. Yes. I might, I might throw it into intermission next week. We'll see. We'll see. I really like the song, <laughs> but uh, the I, I like the, the it as well. You know, this is this is the sort of dream. You know, along with uh, this picture, or excuse me, this picture entails a lady at a urinal uh, with the subtitle saying "Don't be shy, dude. Come on in." And it's got behind the schemes bad radio dot live six one two two six three s x x y written on the wall. With a bunch of uh, what seems to be pornographic images plastered um, on the tile. I like it. Mm-hmm. So, yes. In a perfect loop, by the way, I might add. 
The is it a gift for you? What, or what do you mean the perfect loop? No, I was just talking about something. Sorry. Oh, gotcha. Um, so if you would like to support public radio, you can head over to behindtheschemes.com. Uh, it's uh, lots of fun ways you can support any production, send them artwork, send them ISOs, send them monetary donations, send them story ideas, send them all sorts of stuff. Music, all of it counts. Boostergrams, uh, conversations, uh, articles, of course, information, anything sort of like that. Scream mails. Mm-hmm. Uh, voicemails. Yeah, mm-hmm. You don't have to scream, but you know, it's a scream mail. So you want to scream. Obviously, you have a hundred percent permission to do that. <laughs> but um, you know, if you don't want to scream, that's within your prerogative as well. So don't don't you know think that you're obligated to scream. You don't have to scream. You can just call six one two. Two six three seven nine nine nine, and um, you can maybe scream, or you don't have to. Yes, and uh, we actually have uh, a couple of scream mails lined up. Here's our first one. Do it. One, two, three. Happy birthday, Drake Bell. <laughs> what? <laughs> Way off in the distance, <laughs> a cry for this man's birthday. Jared Drake screen. Bell is an American actor, singer, songwriter, and musician born in Newport Beach, California. He began his career as an actor in the early 1990s at the age of five with his first televised appearance on Home Improvement. Today is his birthday. He was born on this day of our Lord, 1986. In Newport Beach. Wow, that's crazy. Wait, wouldn't this be the same dude from, like, Drake's Hotel, Smashagasm, Drake and Josh's uh, Love Adventures? Oh, yeah. Probably. All the offshoots. I I could never keep up with it. I haven't haven't seen it, so I I really wouldn't know. I just... uh, I've met Josh. I've not met Drake, but I have met Josh. Oh, fascinating. And I got a picture with him. It was funny. It was in L.A., of course. Right, right. I've been to Newport Beach before. It's uh, it's not bad, you know? It's nice. Mm-hmm. Newport Beach is lovely. It's got bad parts like every place. It's got bad parts. There's a, <laughs> a somewhat rather inappropriate name of a bar down there on the Strip called uh, Blackies at the Sea. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, it's a uh, stagehand bar. Sometimes. Oh, that's a good name for a stagehand bar. Mm-hmm. But nobody would understand that if they weren't, if they didn't know. And just to be c- completely transparent, not once have <laughs> I or anyone else ever referred to stagehands uh, in that manner. <laughs> it's, it just No, of course not. <laughs> no, no one would do that, especially in a professional setting. But uh, uh, <laughs> it's still, you know, it makes sense anyway, though. It's, I, I for, uh, someone got me a good uh, one of the audio dudes. He was like, he was. We were um, drinking some liquor bouncy. Liquor bouncy is uh, you left your bottle of liquor during the show that you opened on top of my dimmer racks, and then you packed up <laughs> the truck and you left, and you left the bottle there, and then I claimed uh-huh. it. Well, the, okay. the whiskey came from one of the headliners. It was his own uh, branded whiskey, and. Um, 
we were looking at it at a campfire after uh, we had finished up one of the bands for the night. And the dude said, uh, give me a light. And naturally, when someone asked me for a light, I pull out my fucking lighter. He's like, no, flashlight, what are you doing? Aren't you a squint? I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot That's about weird. that one. <laughs> because you're looking Ooh. up into the eyes, squint, or looking up into the light, squinting all the time. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Don't hear that one often much that is, anymore. <laughs> that is so funny. A squint. Because you're, yeah, yeah, I see. You know, I, they don't wear sunglasses, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah no. Because um, then you'd be weird. I uh, I don't necessarily want to jump back into that, uh, but I do have a mega folder I will compile of all the footage and photos that I took of uh, this past week, including this <laughs> massive lightning storm that rolled in uh, when Tesla was trying to go on for the night. I mean, there was hell, the whole nine yards. But, um... Well, how was this Tenacious D concert? Oh, it was awesome. It was really fun. Uh, I went with a friend, and it was at the Warfield. It was originally in a town called Palo Alto, which is like a South Bay, like a like a small town, Silicon Valley town. And it's kind of hard to get to, but there was a fire around there. And so all all of the um, the big acts around there were canceled. And that very same night, Tenacious D was able to to get um, a space over at the Warfield. The Warfield being like a classic San Francisco space, but it's it's very um, it's not big enough for Tenacious D. Tenacious D is you know they have a production. They have a well. It's not even the production; it's the audience. Oh, because they could easily fill out, let's say, a three to five thousand capacity venue or you know maybe larger but not have it be packed out or whatever and this space was like a five to seven hundred people capacity and it was like it worked to a certain like it wasn't crazy crazy but it was very uh you know it was just packed just packed out i would like i would like to see them i i <laughs> I mean, they of course got a song called, awesome. called the Roadie. <laughs> Roadie they, knows so the Roadies were part of the knows. show. Oh, they had the they had the characters come out, and they were all like they looked like ZZ Top Roadies. And then, uh, oh yeah, it was it was awesome. <laughs> Which it's is not like too far off from the truth. <laughs> it's their Roadies. They bring them out. They're, they present them as like part of the show. At one oh. point, the 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 guitarist became uh, possessed by the devil. Okay, okay. I like where this is going. Hell satin. Got satined out. And they they did a lot of uh, great material from their, their original albums, which I thought was very generous of them to do. They uh, played, you know, City Hall. City Hall, oh, 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 oh. They did all these great tunes from that first album. And I thought they were just going to play all of their new stuff, you know. And they're on... Their tour is specifically for that that album that they made that you talked about that you liked, but I hadn't really heard before. Uh, it was uh, Rise of the Phoenix, if, I'm, if I remember. Yes. That's right. The Phoenix uh, tour. Rise of the Phoenix tour. Yes, a very phallic cover art image. 
they did it all. They were great. Nice. Uh, actually, Abel reminds me of something. Uh, Hairball was playing at this festival uh, from this past week. Oh, yeah? And uh, Chris Vox actually went from Brainerd, where we were playing, to uh, somewhere in Wisconsin the following day and had a meetup, too, <laughs> played a show. Um, turns out he does an amazing Rob Halford from Judas Priest as well. And the wow. best part about the fucking Judas Priest set, dude, is the guitar tech, stage right, pulled out a hammer fucking flying V, counted off four beats, and then ran on the stage and started ripping into hell bent for leather. It was one of the most amazing things I've ever witnessed. Sweet. Dude. Those guys are so fucking talented. Yeah. The the Pyrotech is a super cool dude. Been with the band for like 12 years. Had Pyro for six. He's counting off with his fingers. One, two, three, four. Two, two, three, four. Flashpot, flashpot, flashpot. Uh, <laughs> fucking mortar, mortar, mortar. I mean, uh, I got... And they were talking about how they were like, oh, we gotta back off that stuff. The wind is bad. Not that day. Not that day. Oh, they I was they actually... Had, I was, they had all the... Yeah. They had everything. I saw the big pyro boxes. Um, I mean, there was 30-plus charges loaded up into those motherfuckers on either side of the stage. It was awesome. <laughs> those guys are so cool. So cool. Yeah, I, uh, I watched a lot of that footage that you put up on the uh, on No Agenda Tube. And I... Uh, well, no, the, saw, man, all the shit they this was, so that was that was from. Uh, I know that that wasn't the same concert, but I just I just checked them out. You know, I checked out the what what how they were just you know they got a good show going, mm. but I got to see what you're talking about. That's new stuff. That's fresh on the scene. Yeah, I mean, twenty feet from all the pyro boxes, because um, we were still kind of off, way off to the side of the stage for the Saturday concert. Um, so this was backstage, like. <laughs> Hanging out with uh, the Pyrotech and the Guitar Tech for the most part, watching the show. Mm-hmm. But Mega Folder will come, and it'll be a good time. Indeed, there's a lot of good live music out there. People really uh, find some time to uh, get out there and uh, maybe see some live shows. Support your local acts. Mm-hmm. You never know who you're going to find. I mean, there's a lot of talent out there. People say that the the uh, the generation's rotten and and they don't have what whatever as they used to. But I'll tell you, man, there's a lot of fucking talent out there. It would behoove you. If you like music? Go out there and check it out. We got to, got to, we got to, man. There ain't no what question. Really come to me. Nicely, nicely done. But uh, what, do what do you got for tonight? What do I have? Well, as you know. Um, this new uh, Roe vs. Wade situation has presented itself. And I like watching live feeds. I like seeing people that are on the ground, boots on the ground. There's a lot of uh, channels for you to be able to go and see that. And if you don't want to watch the news, if you don't want to watch, you know, certain pundits that filter the information to you, you can just go and try to find some live feeds of what's going on on the ground. Especially if you can find the multi-cam ones. Yes. A lot of people that do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, the one that I, I don't know, I've, I've had a few. I, I hesitate to recommend them. 
But um, maybe I will on the next show. I've thought it over a little bit. But there are just certain streams that, uh, that were very active during BLM. Waiting for them to kind of kick into gear for this new situation. Where there's all these protests. Because it's just interesting to watch. And honestly, from the most part, what I have seen, it's been very peaceful. And people aren't, you know, burning things and kicking around stuff. and It's not, uh, not over the top like it can be. But there could come the point where the protesters start actively sort of targeting people that do have phones out recording what's going on because some folks would rather not have the boots on the ground action be broadcasted onto the internet. I don't know. There are individuals and there are maybe some organizations that do, but with the places like New York city, there's a lot of publicity involved in these protests. And I think that people get to film as much as they want in certain parts, but maybe in like smaller places, not New York city, essentially. Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember where it was. I just there was uh, a couple of nights where you know there was some people on boots on the ground had their cameras out and they started getting harassed because they were filming and streaming what was going on. Yeah, and uh, the the people around them rioting slash protesting didn't want it broadcasted, so they get up in their faces, smack phones. Yeah, there was plenty of that happening. I'm sure too. There's no reason to believe it isn't. Um. So when something does bleed through and you aren't getting your ass handed to you by a cop for filming stuff, then you kind of have to question the stuff that does get through. And the stuff that does get through usually has a uniform look. And uh, BLM had that. and A lot of the Soros (laughs) memes come from those kind of situations where (laughs) you have people rioting in the streets and they all are wearing the same shit and they have the same posters. Patriot front with all the same boots. Yep. At Patriot Front with all the same boots, and they all have the same, like, look. I don't know. It With mass protests, there are people that, that finance this thing. They print all this, uh, all this stuff out. With this particular situation here, you have RiseUpForAbortionRights.org in New York City that is providing all of the signs and all of the materials for the people that are marching in the streets of New York that we are seeing here on the West Coast on the news. Like, that's the stuff that we are fed, and that's what we see, and and we see that for a very good reason. There's no reason uh, why you shouldn't look up who these people are and, and where this money is coming from. So you have the organization RiseUpForAbortionRights.org you have the YouTube channel, which has less than 200 subscribers. Um, and their uh, sort of mission, I think, boils down to this quote here. If we leave this to Congress, the courts, the state, and legislatures, and we do not fill the streets with people determined to stop this, then there is virtually no hope for stopping this assault. But if we in our multitudes stand up in uncompromising defiance, there is a possibility, not a certainty, but a real possibility that we could beat back this assault and begin to change the whole political dynamic in this country. 
Fight fire with fire, motherfuckers. <laughs> Very militant language, if you ask me. <laughs> what? Never. So I ask myself, who are these people? And we watch this. Uh, we watch some of these streams. Pfeiffer was involved. Uh, the Reverend Doctor. Oh, the good Reverend Doctor. Good Reverend Doctor. Cotton Gin. A couple other folks. They were involved. Nice, nice. And we were just, you know, checking out this, these uh, live streams that were going on on the day. And it was on a. It was at the end of the week when the sort of thing went down. It was kind of on a Friday that this all boiled over, if you will. And uh, who who are these people? Well, you can play the uh, Merle One NYC Street Speech and meet the kind of founder of this whole organization. What passion! Wonderful, wonderful. And you have called out one of the most dangerous enemies to women's freedom and women's rights, which is the fact that the enemy has outposts in our heads. Outposts in our heads. Guilt. Shame. I'm not a good girl. 33 years ago... 33 years ago... I stood here with the New York Pro-Choice Coalition and raised this hanger, this same hanger, and this is a symbol of only one of the things that women used when they didn't have access to legal and safe abortions, you see? Now, admittedly, I thought that she was talking about an airplane hanger. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, but now I understand the the context a little better. Yes, a a coat rack hanger. Yes. And um, if you go to the show notes, which you can find at zososcorner.substack.com, at episode 104, you will see, if you go down to this sort of chapter, you'll find that uh, she's there in the 70s with her hanger, and then you have a picture of her from this exact video that I just played, and they... uh, she has an even bigger hanger. She claims that she has the exact same hanger from the 70s. But she has a bigger hanger. Ah, it's it's much bigger. It's way more. It's definitely not the hanger that she's holding in this. Unless she took, she unraveled the hanger and welded on more. I don't know. I don't know. It just, it doesn't seem to phase out. It would be easier to just make another hanger. That's a- These are the sorts of things that I have to pay. The let's see the black and white photo is the one from thirty three years ago. That's right. Is there one that you're referencing that was taken this year? Yes. If you go to the show notes, it's in Merle One speech on the streets with hanger. Oh, okay. If you click on that, then you will. Be oh, wow. <laughs> in February twenty seventh, twenty twenty two, with a really, really big <laughs> hanger. 33 years ago, I was just but a wee hanger. Now, I have grown into the full-size hanger I have always meant to be. <laughs> hanger has grown, and it will continue to grow. And I uh, I would like to point out that Carolyn Blady is sick. Hanger, I barely know her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of the... Uh, that's pretty... Uh, Actually, I have I have a very specific ISO that I was hoping to drop in a moment like this today. You're going to hell, but otherwise it's pretty funny. 
<laughs> yes, the uh, the size of this Hager is absurd. Yeah. It's a big one. It's definitely bigger than the one from the late 70s that she's using. Yeah. And uh, she hardly knows. Ugh. Wow. Uh, so we have Merle on the scene. She's kind of the the anchor figure. But, you know, it takes a village, as everybody knows. Uh, but there's a kind of a funny thing that she said, all apart from Merle with this last clip. It's Merle 2. Is this a uh, uh, Zoom meeting? Zoom meeting. Have to find ways, uh, you know, to give women abortions to help them. We have to raise funds. We, you know, got to uh, help them come from slave states to free states. And I use those terms because I'm also looking to call for a reiteration uh, of this right to reproductive freedom under the Thirteenth Amendment, which is the amendment against slavery, because. Uh, the the saying of Liza, you know, enforced slavery. You are putting more than half of the population into a uh, into a system of slavery if they can't make that decision. She's a funny one to be talking about trying to save people from leaving plantations. So she invokes the 13th Amendment. And the 13th Amendment goes as follows. Neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, except as punishment for crime, whereof the party shall have duly be convicted, where the, the party shall have been duly convicted, shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. That's the 13th Amendment. Um, I guess, what can you read the first sentence off there again? Uh, neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, indentured okay. servitude. Yeah, involuntary servitude. And I've uh, included in the show notes, if you click on the words involuntary servitude, I'll, I'll, or in, uh, yeah, involuntary servitude, it leads you to the Wikipedia page, indentured servitude in Virginia. And it shows you a very specific example of North American uh, slavery, uh, a very specific kind of it, which is integral to the history of this country. Yep, that's how people got across. They paid their way. It's like, oh, I guess I'm going to be serving you for eight years after this, working for free. These guys, you know, the land needs labor. They figured it out. It's expensive, frankly. And that's a that's a sad reality. You know? They needed to do this. Not they didn't need to do it, but people did it. Uh, and, and they, as it says in the amendment, it switches it to punishment. So you have private prisons, basically, that fill the role. See, I've been kind of on a kick as of late. I'm of the mindset to make everybody happy. The only course of action to take is to make it mandatory to abort male-identifying babies, but you can't tell if the baby is going to identify as a male or not, so maybe we should wait until they turn 18, and if they are a male, then we should Logan run their ass. (laughs) 
I love that Logan Run is making a run. Yeah. And a comeback. I agree. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah. It's, I think that's, I, that's the only way we're going to make everybody happy. Make it fair and equitable. It's only fair, people. It's only fair. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, any thoughts on the uh, situation so far? Oh uh, no, I mean we we've been discussing it back and forth uh, today. There's eleven states that are ready to make it fairly if not almost impossible to get various forms of abortions. I feel like a lot of the argument is there's too many poor people out there trying to get abortions that can't travel. They won't travel because they refuse to get a driver's license. Um, I know that I know a lot of people that are offering up a place to stay if their friends are needing a camping trip of some capacity, if they want to camp in their state then they would drive them to the campsite and they would never ever talk about the camping trip to anyone ever again. It would be their secret. I know that the Supreme Court has been doxxed in multiple ways. Uh, their address and IP addresses were released as well as their credit cards. Uh, it was hackers uh, got into their their uh, their money and then spent about $25,000 in donations to Planned Parenthood. Before they got caught. Um, you know, it's just, uh, at the end of the day, still the mindset. People got to live their lives. People got to make the choice with what to do and how to do to their body the way that they see fit. I think it it's uh, a small dose of karma because in one fell swoop, this idea of autonomy... Within the self is not necessarily recognized by the federal government, so go fuck yourself. <laughs> no one wins in this situation. Well, those think, are all valid points. I think I, even, I think I even made a comment about smashing a baby with a hammer while it was still connected to the placenta cord today. <laughs> well, everybody wants to do that. Anybody who doesn't, they're lying to themselves. The, the, the very first time you ever heard about a placenta, you're like, wow, the possibility. Yeah. <laughs> Limitless uh, power. <laughs> Unlimited. Power. No one man should have all this power. No, Booberry. All those valid points are invalidated for the people. Can you play Sensara 1? Sims? Uh, Sims. Sensara 1, fight fashion with fascism. Oh, there we go. Sansara, I'm seeing here a poster that says, no, huge no. The Trump slash Pence regime must go. In the name of humanity, we refuse to accept a fascist America. What's going on here? Well, it's, it's a very straightforward sign. And it is, like it says, in the name of humanity. This is a sign that is looking at things not just from the perspective of people living in this country, but from the whole world. The Donald Trump, Mike Pence regime, and it is a regime, we can talk about that too, is a danger to all of humanity. And we call it a fascist regime because it's not just the worst of the Republicans. They are undertaking a qualitative change in the form of rule in this country, one that is 
rules through open terror violence from the state, whipping up violence from the mob from below against immigrants, against Muslims, against oppressed people, eviscerating democratic rights and, and civil liberties. And fascism, the lesson of history is it has to be stopped before it is too late, before it's consolidated. Is something a new phenomenon this? We're talking about something that appears 18 months ago, 20 months ago when Donald Trump arrives to the White House or something that was already in, on the air? In this country, look, America was founded on genocide. Look. It was founded on slavery. There's a long history and roots of <laughs> oppression in this country. Um, and we should talk about that too. What, what is this system of capitalism, imperialism that we live under? But in the, in the, in recent decades, there's been a, a rise of fascism, which is an even more extreme form of imperialist rule. Why? Well, I think it's, it's, there's a lot of challenges that this country is facing in the world. Uh, globalization, economic changes, demographic changes in this country. There's the aftermath and, and division still from the 1960s, the powerful liberation struggles in this country um, for the rights of black people, for women. And there's a revenge against that. That's a big part of this, is a reassertion. There's a section of the ruling class, Donald Trump, Mike Pence. Mike Pence represents a whole Christian fascist wing that's been building up for <laughs> decades to reassert white patriarchal, openly terroristic form of rule in this country to really make America white again and to terrorize and ethnically cleanse and clamp down on anybody who would challenge that. And they feel that this is their shot. They have to go for it now. They're remaking the courts. They're rounding up children, immigrants in, in, in detention camps. And they're really doubling down. And a lot of people, I mean, look. I mean, look. Millions and millions hate <laughs> Trump and Pence. But most people are not confronting the full scope of this danger. Danger, danger. <laughs> High voltage. <laughs> when we touch. When we kiss. Oh. Now we're going to get sued. Uh, Hopefully. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Since I, our, I, found myself in, I found myself in intense panic after listening to that clip. That is the one of the leaders of this. This abortion group that I was talking about, the ones that made all these green signs for everybody, she is one of the top three most powerful people in this organization. And it turns out that she is a political activist that's affiliated with the Revolutionary Communist Party of the United States. What? No way. What? What? I know. I'm I shocked. Know. It's terrible. There's girls who work for free. These girls, it would. <laughs> uh, she is one of the organization's most prominent spokespersons. And she believes that humanity needs revolution. Guided by Bob Avakian, Avakian's new synthesis of communism. What? Do you have that spelling in the show notes? Yeah. Uh, I do. It's uh, A V A K I A N. Interesting. And if you go to the show notes, you can actually just click on the... Oh, yeah, yeah, I see it. And Avakian. Avakian. doesn't really give you a, a phonetic a guide on the Wikipedia, which, you know, they used to do. But maybe that's just individual. Uh, the, the only reason it struck my fancy is it kind of reminded me of what uh, Ronnie Dennis dubbed the new god, Abe, yeah, or Abe Yahweh. Yahweh. Yeah, or whatever it was earlier. Yeah. Uh, but now that I see the spelling of it, um, 
I wasn't as correct. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So this guy founded the revolution, the revolutionary communist party of the United States. This is one of the main communist uh, parties that uh, it, it considers itself a scientific advancement of Marxism, Leninism, and Maoism. And if you look at all the people that run these organizations, they all belong to this, this um, sort of central communist party, which is, that's what they do, right? I, I see right here in the Wikipedia, the quote unquote new synthesis. Mm-hmm. They're the better, you know, true communism hasn't been tried yet. <laughs> These guys are professional. That's what they do for a living. Just tell people that. So they're all allegedly doctors and they're all elitists of the academic world and they all participate in something that you very actively and very accurately, I believe, described as a cult. Mm-hmm. This is also a cult. And people fall into it. It's a very popular cult right now. It's been a popular cult for, oh gosh, who knows? Beyond living memory, people have been communists. Uh, this very specific sort of doctrine, definition. Although, again, and we've said this on the show before, I dare you to read Karl Marx's Capital, all three volumes. Good luck. You know. <laughs> Anybody who thinks that they understand communism, front to back. He's also kind of a racist guy, too. Yeah, you know, Germans. He was a German guy. People think he was Russian, but uh, Karl Marx and his his buddy who who also wrote it, who probably was the brains behind it. But I always forget his name. Uh, yeah, they're German, and Germans are racist. End of story. <laughs> Finn. <laughs> Ingles. Uh, Ingles was his name. Ingles, that's right. Yeah. That's right, Ingles. The real brains behind the operation. Yeah, yeah. He was the guy. He was the guy who was doing stuff. Uh, so anyway, this whole sort of uh, communist party that exists in the United States is founded by this guy, Bob uh, Vakian. Vakian. And you can find him in the show notes. He was the son of a California Supreme Court judge of Armenian descent. And uh, if anybody knows anything about people from the Berkeley area, there's a lot of times, you know, they're spooks. San Francisco, it gets a rap as like, a, you know, you know the reputation San Francisco gets. Everybody knows. Mm-hmm. But it's the explosion of the uh, love generation. Yeah, and, and everything that came with it. But before that, it was a military town. And in World War II, this place was loaded to the gills with military installations. I'd assume a lot of uh, naval bases? A ton. Mm-hmm. But there aren't as many as there used to be. I mean, a lot of it was torn down, and it's just kind of being buried over, and people are trying to find ways to build houses on it. But a lot of the time, it's too toxic for people to do that. And uh, they can't build any. They, they they couldn't take the bridge and detonate it because it would stir up all the shit under the under the water. And it's it's funny, man. This place has a lot of military history that people take for granted, and it, everybody calls it you know sunshine flowers in your hair place. But it's all military <clears throat> because this was the first town that was uh, 
was founded uh, when the West was annexed after the Mexican-American War. Ooh, I did not know that. Oh, yeah. San Francisco was the first place people went because in 1848 the gold was discovered at Sutter's Mill, they say. And uh, after that, that was about a year on it in 1849, the territory was officially annexed, and that's why the San Francisco 49ers are called that. Uh, because of uh, all the gold miners that came in 1849. So, mm. right then, all the money came. Rockefeller actually built the downtown area. He built the Embarcadero. He built uh, all the infrastructure. Who built the uh, train lines coming in? Uh, I wouldn't be able to tell you that, but somebody very important, probably fucking, what's his face from uh, New York? Uh, Vanderbilt? Vanderbilt. If Vanderbilt was still alive, he he would have gotten a piece of that. But I doubt he did. I, the thing is, though, is that San Francisco didn't have a big um, underground, you know, light rail, I guess is what you call it today, in the way that all the other big cities did. All of it was above ground. We had the trolleys. We had the electric uh, cable cars. And then the subway is really mostly above ground, and the subway is, was built in, like, you know, the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> the 1970s. So we don't really have a bunch of uh, rail running around here, except for what Amtrak is and was, and that's really out of Oakland. Um, I mean, it goes to San Francisco, obviously, but the, a lot of the rail history is in Oakland. Ah, interesting. I didn't. I didn't intend to go on this. Uh, <laughs> this. this uh, Derail, as it were. Hey yo, I was yeah. waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> funny, very funny. All right. Um, who else we got? Oh, the last thing I wanted to say about this individual, this uh, Bob Vakian, who founded this Communist Party, the Black Panthers, uh, and him were close. Oh, and so he was spitting spitting distance from some uh, FBI agents. Exactly. Hmm. We've talked about it on episode past. I don't remember exactly which episode, but it was uh, Richard Aoki, who I've put in the show notes, if you go. He was associated with the Black Panthers, and if you click on Subverted, run by the FBI, it should take you to the FBI. Not FBI. Uh, it should take you to the Wikipedia page of Richard Aoki who was the FBI informant and uh, agent who was in with the Panthers from the very early days. And uh, the whole organization from the very beginning was framed, uh, infiltrated and framed to be the, the boogeyman of America, of Nixon's America. And it was a very interesting time. Um... Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you served a prison. What's that? I wish I could remember which episode that was. Really I, to the show notes. I'll, I'll see if I can't poke around at some point. Yeah, we can. We'll find it. Yeah. It just, if if the Panthers is in the description. Um, <clears throat> but this guy's has kind of some spook tags on him. He's a, he, he, he got arrested and he kind of jumped bail and, he fled to France, and he uh, he assaulted police, and all the charges were dropped. And uh, it just seems weird. 
That's lucky. <laughs> I know. Yeah. That doesn't happen to normal people. If you assault an officer and you're not somebody, then you're going to pay for it. <laughs> or unless you're in Oregon during 2020. <laughs> yeah. Catch and release, boys. Dude, I saw some people get snatched into the, uh, the black hole of the federal building in, in Portland. People would come up to the door, and the door was like plywooded over, and the, and the cops would snatch out like a hermit crab. They would come out, and they would snatch some kid that was like right by the door and pull him in. They're like, dude, that guy's done. R.I.P. that guy. <laughs> Press F in the chats for that guy. Because <laughs> never seen ever again. He's putting the foundation of that building somewhere. No All right. Out. So uh, just to wrap things up, I saw a dark, strange. And by the way, if you want to see any of the information on all these people that are running this organization, you can find it in the show notes if you have any interest in it. It's just there for your for your pleasure and for your leisure. But uh, over here, there was a really dumb thing that happened with, and this, I, I believe it was Cottinger that pointed this out to me, that uh, the company Hanger, on okay. the day that Roe vs. Wade was overturned, the, the actual company Hanger Incorporated was up 3%. <laughs> what? What? Is this like the Corona beer thing? Kind of. Yeah, it is. Formerly Hanger Orthopedic Group. Okay. Yes. It's a, it's a it's a a very nice company. It's a it's a national provider of products and services services that exist assist, sorry, sorry. Assist in enhancing or restoring the physical capabilities of patients with disabilities or injuries, uh, which means it builds uh, limb prosthetics. Oh. And it is one of the, it's credited as the first uh, American company that manufactured limb prosthetics and indeed patented and created them. It was born out of the uh, Civil War. We keep talking about the Civil War. And by the way, I have to make one point about the Civil War. If people keep talking about the Civil War, they should learn the history of this war. And they should understand how people's attitudes were at the beginning of the war, going into it, and then the slaughter that happened and how the attitudes changed over time. And by slaughter, total desecration, uh, drenched in blood. Just a bloodbath. Bloodbath. Complete massacre. The most American casualties that any war had provided, and even the, the even World War II, I don't think as many Americans died as uh, as the Civil War that we had because it was brutal. Entire towns raised to the ground. Uh, yeah, entire states carved. Yep. Georgia destroyed. Uh, For what? Char- Charleston. Uh, there's a couple spots that were toasted and like they pulled out the remains and desecrated those of uh you know family members that were buried on the property of these plantations and whatnot Mm -hmm. it's a it's a terrifying thing and if and if people are going to talk about the civil war they should read about the civil war 
And there are plenty of there's plenty of literature that you can tap into to find that sort of thing that's available for free. But what I thought was hilarious, and this is a dark joke that eventually descended into a history lesson. This fucking dumb company, and I don't mean dumb company, it's a great company, but this company named Hanger got a big boost in their stock price from the fact that Roe vs. Wade was overturned, which is disturbing and hilarious at the same time. This company has nothing to do with abortions. This company has to do with providing uh, limb prosthetics, and the way that it was founded was by this guy. If you'll play Hanger 1 History. Yes, let me get that one. Ah, there it is. If you were a soldier who lost a limb in the Civil War, odds are you'd end up with a peg leg or a hook as a substitute for your missing leg or arm. James E. Hanger, a Civil War amputee, changed all of that when he was awarded a U.S. patent for his design and development of a prosthetic leg. While fighting in the Civil War, James was hit by a cannonball, causing him to lose his left leg at the knee which led to his amputation. However, instead of settling for the standard uncomfortable peg leg, James developed a walkable prosthetic made from barrel staves, rubber bumpers, nails, hinges, and joints. It was the first creation of the Hanger limb. By 1906, James' company, Hanger Inc., was incorporated. His company grew to be a leading provider of orthotic and prosthetic patient care and remains a leader in the medical field of prosthetics even to this day. James Hanger was able to turn his pain of being an amputee into what now stands as a billion dollar company. He turned a lost limb into an innovative business with his patented medical device. What problems in the medical field could you be solving? <laughs> yeah, what what thing could you be solving? Uh, I feel like I already <laughs> I was already talking about my solution a little earlier tonight. There you go, <laughs> Logan. Run that bitch. <laughs> or a can, preemptive I mean, hypothesis. I just uh, a cannonball alone. I was uh, I was trying to find how much black powder you would need to fire off a three pound iron cannonball, but to imagine because those things will bounce as they hit the ground, they don't just hit the ground stop they keep going forward they keep going yeah and to just the imagery of a dude getting hit in the knee by a three pound iron cannonball going at extremely fast speed just mm-hmm. shatters your whole thing shatters your whole body and uh and you know what makes this even worse uh-huh. he was literally this is like the first day of the war Oh my god. <laughs> they consider this like literally the first u- solid union cannon shot of the entire war. Was the was the cannon that they shot and it bounced into a stable where all these it was cavalry, it was the Virginia cavalry. They're hanging out in a stable and the union fired on them and this one cannon ball struck this guy's leg. And he was put out immediately. <laughs> Now, let's think about the butterfly, uh, butterfly effect in play here. Of this course. guy gets hit by a cannonball. Yes. And then 150-some years plus later, his company gains a 3% gain in stocks after Roe v. Wade is overturned. 
I just, I, the, find, I find that a very strange series of events. <laughs> their value went from $57 billion to $60, $61 billion overnight. It was, that was it. They made a couple billion. Uh, it's great. And these guys, of course, provide a, a very valuable service to the world. I mean, people who are amputees from war. And I had some some clips that I drew for it, but it's you know I mean we're drawing on long and honestly they're kind of a they would be a, a bit of a sour note to end on, but they do provide a fantastic service to the world and to the country. Um, they are involved, of course, in the the medical industrial complex, which has its you know, it's a double edged sword. But they do um, they do good work, and because of this guy back in the day, he developed uh, the standard from a wooden peg leg to a prosthetic that had joints and basically began the, the work of, uh, of the prosthetic industry in the country, which I thought was just kind of interesting. I'd never heard of this country, uh, this company. before. I like the fact that he was dissatisfied with the fit of the peg leg. Oh, definitely. Yeah. He was an engineer. He, he, he studied as an engineer and makes sense. He made a couple other things. Uh, he made a, a horseless carriage that his kids used as a toy. <laughs> and that's what, according to the site, I, I don't know exactly how it was, like it was gas propelled or anything. Well, in a 71 it wasn't. The, mm-hmm. the petroleum industry really uh, got going in 1871 and wasn't in full swing until the, the late 80s, 1880s. The uh, the limb replacement was designed and uh, constructed out of whittled barrel staves, rubber and wood with hinges at the knee and foot. Yep. And I like this. The device worked well. <laughs> it worked well. Good job. Way to go. Nice work. What a champ. This guy looks like a champ. He's got the mush- a mustache of a champ. Oh, yeah, definitely. The classic... Oh, there's a cowboy movie that it makes me uh, Josie Wales, the outlaw Josie Wales stash. Uh, yeah, watch that one. I and, watched Tombstone the other night. Oh, Fantastic. classic! So good. the The one with Kurt Russell and Val Kilmer, of course. It was really good. You know, another really good one, Quick and the Dead. Quick and the Dead. Sam Raimi directed that one. It's got a uh, Sharon uh. Stone in it. Russell Crowe. <laughs> Uh, who played oh, yeah. fucking Lex Luthor in the original Superman movie? He was in uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Uh, I mean, there was uh, also in Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross was Kevin Spacey who played Lex Luthor in the new Supermans. Coinky dink. But uh, now the original ones. I don't. I can't think of somebody. I thought it was oh, uh, Gene Hackman or somebody. It is like Gene Hackman. Yeah, Gene Hackman. He wasn't in Glengarry. Oh, he wasn't. No. Oh shit! I fucked up. I'm sorry, but yes, it was Gene Hackman. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that's right. Gene Hackman crushed it too. He was a big hit back in the day. But uh, now Glengarry, that was uh, Jack Lemmon, Kevin Spacey, uh, Alvin. Uh, what's his face? Uh, from uh, Sun Sunshine, the whatever. I don't know. It's Little Miss Sunshine, Little Miss Sunshine, the grandpa. And uh, anyway, sorry. 
I love that movie. Al Pacino, of course. Alec Baldwin's in there for like five seconds. (laughs) (laughs) You little pig. (laughs) Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. Oh, man. Have you seen that movie, Glengarry? It's great. I love love it. I am not. I have not seen Oh, you actually. haven't seen Glengarry Glen Ross? I know. Oh, my god! Even being a I'm fucking so theater fuck, too. I haven't seen the live production of it. They should have a uh, like a anniversary night and put it back in the theater. That would be a good idea. Mm. All <laughs> right. So I've got, we've got a list of uh, more movies to add to the deal. Anyway, we have uh, voicemails. Voicemails. We have quite a few to get through here. Yeah. We're stacked to the gills. I like it. Ooh, sucking in soot. Sounded deadly. We'll see what they follow up with. With a rebel, yeah. She got mow, 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 wow. With a rebel, yeah. And that was the song that uh, Eddie Van Halen. No, I'm sorry. Billy Idol. Uh, I was thinking of uh, White oh, Wedding. God. White Wedding was the song that uh, Eddie Van Halen got married to, but that was Rebel Yell. Ooh. Yep. Nice. And Billy Idol was like, but did you read the lyrics to that song? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, yeah, I did. Uh, and uh, we have, oh, let's see what this one's got to say. Oh, hey, guys. Uh, oh. So after I licked the wall, I had this uncontrollable boner. But that's not the weird part. The weird part is it kind of smells like split pea soup, and it tastes, it tastes like blueberries. <laughs> and now my vision's starting to get a little blurry. What is that magical, magical sticky fluid all over those walls? <laughs> um, um. Well, color. I hate to inform you of this, but it appears that you have been what they call boo-buried. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, indeed. I uh, probably should have given you a warning before you got your <laughs> rat-like tongue <laughs> pressed up against these uh, faded, cracked walls of the green room. The boo-berries taste like boo-berries. 33 herbs and spices. <laughs> Every time. Guaranteed. Guaranteed to make you uh, uh, cream, I think. <laughs> Guaranteed to make you cream. And uh, as far as um, as far as helping you with the alleged legend has it in Minecraft erection that you're suffering from I'm jerking the wrong thing. I don't know how mm-hmm. to help you with that one. Yeah, However, there is a gentleman over here. I do have a giant bulge going for me, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, <God>. I do. <laughs> it's 
I both read and masturbate to tarot. And it's good for you. Yes. Oh, we had a follow-up from the previous caller. Okay. Make me feel good. Make me feel good. Nice. I like that. Oh, my. It makes them feel good. Screamos like that make me feel good. Mm. Desire for desire, baby. <laughs> Might be onto something. <laughs> be a scream mail. It could be a dream mail. Dream mail. Dream mail. Cream mail. I think this next one's oh. a cream mail. Mm. Oh my! Hey guys. Uh, oh hey. Starting a little uh, party down here. Uh, this guy from NPR. Raise your hand if you uh, want to. Uh, oh, I don't know. Subscribe in the fucking union! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I couldn't make, I'm gonna take that back. Subscribe in the fucking union! Set sex in the fucking union. <laughs> One more time, if you, if you please, if you, if you could. One, oh, uh, oh, I don't know. Subscribe in the fucking union! Success? Oh, um, success. Success from the fucking union? Succeed from the fucking union. It's, it's not impossible to do that. Succeed. Succeed from the fucking union. It's a civil war thing. It's a civil war. It's the tip of the iceberg. Oh, <laughs> this man went down the rabbit hole. You can't be going down the rabbit hole, my guy. No, you, you can't do it. You can't be doing that shit. As we go should down not. the rabbit hole of this story. Disturbing. <laughs> Most disturbing caller. Disturbing caller. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. Well, excellent. Thank you, caller. Yes, thank you. And we have our last one for tonight. Fucking Pedro at the door. <laughs> nice knowing you, boys. <laughs> There it is. <laughs> I can't think of a better one to end on, really. Could you? Nope. Email body inspector. Hello. Hello. Say hello, hello. to my little friend. Ah, little oh, friend. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Well... Goodness gracious. Thanks, everybody, for calling. If you still want to call in, you can always call us at 612-263-7999. That's 612-263-SEXY. And uh, give us a call. XXY. So sexy. One more time, please. 612-263-7999 is that telephone number. And you can tune in next Monday to hear it live on the air at BadRadio.Live or the No Agenda stream starting at 7.30, 9.30, 10.30 Eastern. Uh, Yeah. Come get some. That was a fun ride for tonight. Oh, yeah. It was was hot. Liquid hot, as they say. Whoop, whoop. Big shout out to all of our freaks of hazards and people who boosted in and everybody who contributed in one way or another to the show. 104 wouldn't exist without you because we are a value value program. We don't take any commercials. We don't take any advertisements of any kind. 
We only uh, listen to the people and we only are beholden to the people, and that's why we can talk about whatever we want to talk about. I give a big shout out to Sir Blueberry Mothman and Miniocalypse. And, and way to go, Sir Lavish the Red. Holy shit. <laughs> Man, that was so fucking good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out of order. I'm going to go out of order and do something we rarely do. Do a commercial. You're off the artistic roll call. Every word you say is suspect. You're a corporate whore. And uh, end of story. I don't want to be no corporate whore. And until next week, I'll be Booberry, Black Knight of the Mothman. And inevitably, I may or may not be lavish. Have we learned nothing, my gay brothers? Have we learned nothing? The revolution will be lit. Every dipshit who has a podcast gets one. Legal. I'll blow go. Don't judge me. Of course it hurts. Of course it's fire. Of course it's pain. Fucking clown world, Hong Kong forever. I give you a boner for a Bitcoin. Yeah, I can answer. That's right.